The Tigers Radio Network broadcasts, both live and archived, are the exclusive property of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated and are produced for the private use of our listening audience. No rebroadcast, in full or in part, is permitted without the express written consent of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated. So after 10 weeks, here we are. Welcome to the playoffs. Now check your ego at the door, leave that regular season record behind, because from this moment on, it doesn't matter what you did. Because the slate is clean, but the stakes? The stakes are higher. The road to a district championship requires more. It requires you to push harder, move faster, and play smarter. It requires every ounce of heart you have. It requires you to sacrifice for something bigger than yourself. It requires that student section to be louder than they ever have been before. And it requires you to defend your home field or ruin someone else's. Because this is the playoffs, and the playoffs are a whole new challenge. So are you ready? The Marple Newtown Tigers are ready. Ready for a rematch. Ready to go further. Ready for the jungle to roar in that student section. And ready to make a run at a district championship. So welcome to the playoffs. Welcome to the District 1 playoffs. Carmen Cristiano will pick it up at the 50. He gets a running start. He's going to bounce off one tackler. He's going to make a move. He's down the sidelines. He is going to find his way into the end zone. What a job by Carmen Cristiano. Man, hand off the Fowlers, cutting it back on the near side. And he is off to the races. 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Tigers. There goes the ghost. Doctor's in the shotgun. Trips to the far side. He's going to roll. It's going to be a... It's going to be intercepted by Gino DiCamello. Pistol formation. It's going to be a handoff to Abel Hoff off the left side. Chopping his feet. He finds the corner. He's going to be in for a Tiger touchdown from 20 yards out. On the one-yard line, Paul Eddie under center. He's going to take that quarterback sneak. He's going to drive his legs. Tigers get on the board to go back in this one. It's going to be Paul Eddie shotgun formation. Three wide out spread. Hoff in the backfield. It's going to be a handoff to Hoff going off the far side. He's trying to get away from Santina. And he dives into the end zone. Touchdown, Marple Newtown! Paletti's going to take the snap, and he's going to run to the outside, and he is just going to heave it to the end zone, and Marcus Weathers comes down with it for a Tiger touchdown. Three wide receiver set. McDermott looking down the field. McEwen plays, and is intercepted by the Tigers going down the sideline, and he is going to be tackled at the 43-yard line. Steve, who intercepted that? You can see. That is number 86, Ryan Schneider. What a 
Penalty comes out long down the sideline. Has a touchdown in the corner for Abel Hawk. It's going to be a play action as McDermott's looking down the field. It is intercepted. None other than Carmen Christiana. He is having himself a ball game. Doctor's going to roll out. He's going to be pressured. He's going to roll in the pocket. And coming up for his seventh sack of the season is Noah Turner. This is the Tigers Radio Network. And you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. This presentation of the 2016 District 1 Football Playoffs is brought to you by the Advanced Chiropractic Center, Berman's Medical Supplies, Century 21 Alliance's Sandra McCulley, the Delaware County Daily Times, DZO Mechanical, the Rothman Institute, and Zenith Public Adjusters. Calling tonight's game from high atop the 50-yard line at Crozier Keystone Stadium on the campus of Marple Newtown High School in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania, here is Dave DePasqua, Steve Reynolds, Eric DePentima, Larry O'Connor, and Jim Olsman. Good evening and welcome to Crozier Keystone Stadium, located on the campus of Marple Newtown High School in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania, for tonight's PIAA District 1 5A quarterfinal matchup between the Westchester East Vikings and your Marple Newtown Tigers. Marple Newtown continues to light up the score by, scoreboard by running by Upper Moreland 35-7 in the first round a week ago for the Tigers' first ever playoff victory at home. Sophomore running back Marlon Weathers continues to get stronger as the season progresses. Running the ball 17 times for 125 yards and three touchdowns against the Golden Bears. With a 10-1 record, the Tigers are the three seed and now will face the number 11 seed Westchester East Vikings for the first time in over two decades. The 11 seeded Vikings, who are 5-6, upset number 6 Unionville on the road last week by a final score of 10-7. Westchester East won in dramatic fashion with a 17 play. Eight-minute game-winning drive, capped off by 27-yard game-winning field goal by Jake Bonnet. Led by head coach Dave Guerrera, the Vikings will look to ride that momentum tonight. I'm alongside color commentator Steve Reynolds, sideline reporter Eric DePentia, and executive producer Jim Alsman. I'm Dave DePasco, and we are live for this PIAA District 1 5A quarterfinal matchup. Steve Marple Newtown knows what it feels like to break records. The Vikings snapped a 10-year drought in the playoffs last week and are ready to hold the Tigers' offense in check. Yeah, Dave, I had the opportunity to talk to Coach Guerrero today on the 50-yard line before warm-ups, and he said it was a great feeling. Ten years since they won a playoff game, I said, well, you know, believe it or not, we were in the same situation last year. First playoff win last year in the history of Marble. He didn't know that, and it's it's crazy how both two both teams um, that you know, didn't have much of a history come tonight and are in the playoffs the second round, and it's great for both teams, and you know, we couldn't be happier. Eric's our man along the sidelines. Welcome to the second round. Yeah, we're here again, just like we were last year, except we're home sweet home. We're not at Upper Moreland, so it's nice to be here. Um, in terms of weather, man, it's a little chilly tonight, definitely colder than last week. The winds are going to pick up, so not such a big crowd yet, but hopefully in the next 15, 20 minutes we might see a nice crowd here at Crozier Keystone. Thank you, Eric. Is the wind could play a factor, especially in this one, as Westchester East has a very strong front seven, 
and Marple Newtown relies on the right arm of number three, Anthony Paoletti. Yeah, the wind can play a factor. It was supposed to be a lot of wind tonight. We're on the field before pregame, and it was uh, kind of died down a little bit, picked up here and there, but I think right now it's pretty steady. We don't have the flags on the uprights anymore to really tell where the wind's going, but Hey, regardless, I've seen Coach Dick and let it air out. No matter if it's rain, snow, wind, <laughs> he's going to throw it. But this is a great defense, as you said. Uh, it's led by guys like Erfel, Felon, Cassidy, and Williams, um, outside linebackers uh, who, are, who are studs. Um, and this is a good, good defense. Marlboro Town has to score points only. You can't get in a defensive battle with this team because that plays right in the hands of them. This is a much-improved defense, only allowing 17 points a game this season. Now, that defense is going to rely on their offensive running game, and they are led by number four, Jerry Cooper. On the season, he's rushed for over 1,000 yards. Last week, 99 of his 115 rushing yards came in the second half. Oh, yeah, he's a phenomenal player, Cooper. Um, this offense kind of like a wing tee, but it's in shotgun, so you wouldn't know. It's not like what we used to run here at Marple under Coach Ray Junta, but it's more of a shotgun, uh, kind of a spread wing tee, if you will. But, you know, not the most explosive offense. Their defense wins them games. Their offense keeps them in the game. But Cooper can, has breakaway speed. He can break a play at any time. They're going to keep feeding him the ball, wait for him to break it. They know they're going against a tough Marple Newtown defense, but they're confident coming into tonight. And they face this Marple Newtown offense has set several records. We tweeted out this week. Paoletti, 2,356 yards for a single-season program record. He's also 10th all-time in Delaware County. He's also only a junior. In addition, they've scored 366 points, a new program record, shattering the previous record, and 10-1 and is tied for the most wins in a season. Uh, so many things going for this team. They have, with a win tonight, they'll go into the semifinals for the second year in a row. They've never done that before, and they'll have 11 wins will be the most ever. 10 wins is tied for the most with the 77 Central League team. 11 wins will be the most wins ever. And this team is so fired up, they're ready to go. But, again, it's led by Anthony Paoletti, 2,356 passing yards, first in Delco, first in the Central League. And he's a force to be reckoned with. I expect him to have a great game tonight. Didn't have his best game last week, but he still had a, a nice game. But Two I, touchdown passes. Still two touchdown passes. He had a lot of incompletions, but I feel like in warm-ups tonight, he was hitting his guys in stride. He was throwing it on a rope. He's going to be ready to go tonight. He was getting his team fired up. He knows how much this game means to the Marple Newtown community and this entire school. We're going to step aside real quick. We'll be coming back at you with players to watch and key to the game. You're listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Searching for a reliable heating and air conditioning company? Then DZO Mechanical is here to fulfill your every need. Privately owned, DZO offers residential and commercial services in heating, air conditioning, and ventilation. Since 2000, DZO has proudly served the Delaware County and Tri-State area, offering customers great service at fair rates. For a free estimate, call DZO at 484-454-3346 or online at www.dzomechanical.com. If you suffer from back or neck pain, injury or headaches, then Dr. Tom Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center are here to help. Dr. Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center have been serving Delaware County residents for over 15 years. They take a gentle approach and utilize current techniques to help manage your pain. To address your back and neck-related pain or injuries, call the Advanced Chiropractic Center today at 610-356-2300 or visit drtomgraziano.com and tell them the Tigers Radio Network sent you. 
Welcome back to this playoff matchup here in Crozier Keystone Stadium against Marple Newtown and Westchester East Vikings. Now, Steve, what is one of the keys to the game for either side? Well, for Marple Newtown, it's you got to score early. As I said, you do not want to get into defensive battle with Westchester East. We saw them upset Unionville last week in a defensive battle. Both teams combined for only 349 total yards of offense. Came down to that last drive. But you play right into their hands. And for Westchester East, you've you got to defend the pass. They set in the paper, some of the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, they play in the toughest division that I that I know of. Eight of the teams in that mm-hmm. division are in the Chessmont League. Yeah, the Chessmont League. Uh, made it in the playoffs. Four still in the playoffs. Two in the 6A, two in the 5A. They play teams like West, uh, Downing Towns, Coatesville, Henderson, Ruston. They're battle-tested. They might be 5-6, and six, but you cannot look at their record. Coach, you can have been saying that all year. You cannot look at, or all week, you can't look at that record, five and six. is a new season for them, and they're ready to come. And for them, they have to defend the pass. They can defend the run. They're going to give fits up front for this offensive line, but they have to defend the pass, and we'll see what happens tonight. Larry? My key tonight, uh, Steve alluded to it, is the uh, the line play on both sides of the ball. The offensive line is going to have to protect Paoletti. They got a good as you said, Dave, good outside linebackers and a good front seven. And as for the defensive line, they got to get uh, get pressure on the quarterback and slow down this run game with uh, Cooper back there. Absolutely, Larry. As Cooper, they want to get the ball to him in space, off-tackle handoffs, quick pitches to the outside. They scored on a jet sweep last week. He's certainly a player to keep an eye on. What's one of your keys, Eric? You know, for me, I, I do agree with you guys about dominating the line of scrimmage. I think whatever team does that is going to win tonight. But for me, the main key is discipline. Um, you know, remember in last year against Upper Moreland, this Marple Newtown team committed some crucial penalties. Whether they were good calls or not, they were penalties. So I think discipline, especially for Marple Newtown, that's kind of plagued them all year. And let's hope that doesn't come back to them tonight. But I think if they have discipline, they're going to be in the win column tonight. But we shall see. And one of my factors is Marple Newtown's wide receivers. You have Bulgarian and Mathis on the outside against these Westchester East cornerbacks. It's going to be one-on-one matchups. And we're going to see a lot of maybe quick hitters, maybe a screen or two. You're going to see players get in space for Coach Gicking's squad tonight. You're going to see who can either tackle one-on-one or make a man miss. You have players on the outside. Mathis has... 879 receiving yards. Dolgarian's right behind him with 834. Yeah, I mean, that was players to watch. There's the MN receivers versus Westchester East defensive back. You hit it right on the nail. It's going to be that matchup all night long. It's windy out. Marble Newtown's going to let it th- They're going to throw the ball, though. They're going to give it to Marlon Weathers. They're going to, they're going to stay bounced tonight, but it's that matchup on the outside that's going to determine this ball game. As well as what Eric said, Larry said, you got it. You know, play up front. I mean, up front's going to win your game and also mistakes, penalties, turnovers. Marple Newtown's plus six. That's a winning formula. That's why you're 10-1. You're plus six in the turnover battle. But as you said, Dave, that outside matchup of the receivers and the cornerbacks is going to be key to watch. And Marlon Weathers is no slouch. He's only a sophomore running back, but he's eclipsed over 1,000 yards on the season, and he has 14 touchdowns to go along with it. Yeah, the first time we really saw a lot of Weathers was that Haverford game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marlon Newtown was down early, down into half, 13-7, then he took over. He ran for almost 150 yards, and then from there on out, Harrington game, 
uh, Strathaven game into last week against Upper Morton. He's been having great games. He's on a roll right now. 14 touchdowns as a sophomore, over 1,000 yards rushing. He's ready to go. This is a team that's outscored opponents 231 to 33 in the first half. They like to start fast. Mm-hmm. And they have to do it tonight. If one, if there's one game all year, you have to start fast. It's tonight, especially against Westchester East, who were down seven nothing last week. They were trailing at the half. Cooper tied it up to make it seven apiece, and then they had that long seventeen play, seventy yard drive that ate up eight minutes to hit the game winning field goal. Yeah, and you said Bonnet was a, won the uh, got the field goal, um, first time kicking this year, a soccer player. And he, he hit it. He was freeze twice. Coach Clark of Unionville called two timeouts. Did he face Bonnet? Uh, his first year playing uh, as a field goal kicker, playing football. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ice in his veins. He nailed it. Uh, and they said, as, as Coach Guerrero said, it was unbelievable. I mean, the school has just been all over them all week long. But they know, you know, that's only one step. They have Marple Newtown tonight, and it's going to be a big test for them. Now, Steve, I'm going to talk about one of my keys to the game. The specific a player, number 15 on their roster, J.D. Carroll. He's always going to be in motion. He's going to be your lead blocker on the outside. As Marple Newtown takes the field, they are wearing their black uniforms, new orange pants, and there's shiny orange helmets. But back to my point, Steve, you have a tight end. He's a big fella. He's going to be able to lead. He's six foot six, 225 pounds as... On the opposing side, the Vikings enter. They're wearing white jerseys and gray pants. Eric, who are your players to watch tonight? You know, for for um, the other side on Westchester East, I always like to go with a guy that maybe isn't their best player per se. I always like to go with kind of a guy who maybe, uh, you know, established himself that's not um, one of their stars. And I, I'm going to go with their cornerback, Anthony Gray. I've okay. seen him on film the last few weeks, and, you know, he's, he's been making tackles back there, and I think that's a big key. If they can stop Mathis and Bulgarian, especially him, you know, we might see some success for Westchester East. And for uh, Marple Newtown, I like Luke Cantwell tonight in the receiving game, too. Larry, player of the game? Uh, I, was, I was thinking about Luke Cantwell myself there, uh, Eric, but uh, tonight uh, Cooper Moss has been all over the field this season. Got a lot of tackles for loss, a lot of quarterback pressure, so uh, he's going to be a big impact on the game tonight. Steve, player of the game to watch for you? Well, it's going to be Carmen Christiana. I've probably said this about five times this year, but it's a, you know, <laughs> my opinion, it's the best player on this team. He can play special teams, defense, offense. He's your do-it-all player, solid football player, and he's going to come up big in one of the facets of the game. He's got to have his A game tonight. He's been having an A game all year, but especially tonight for Marple Newtown to have success. The captains are going to go to midfield for the coin toss. For the tires, it's Anthony Paoletti, Cameron Mathis, Carmen Christiana, and the big fella is suited up tonight. Number 78, Luke Lazowicki for Westchester East. They send out number four, Jared Cooper. He's their tailback. Number 10, Jonathan Thompson, their QB. Alongside number 35, Mike Saloon. He's going to be another running back to keep an eye on. And number 44, Matt Urfel. He's going to be a handful as he's a linebacker. As they go towards the toss. As we like to thank those who served today. It is Veterans Day here, November 11th. Without a doubt, Dave. 
Thank you to all those who served, continue to serve. Got some veterans in the crowd tonight on my way up to the press box. So some veterans wearing their hats, so appreciate what they've done and a special day uh, today. Head official tonight is Bob Bush. We're awaiting the toss. Any final thoughts? Hey, this is playoff. It finally feels like a November game. Last week it was a little warm in like the 50s, high 50s. It's going to get down to about the 40s tonight. And, hey, it's going to start from the opening kickoff. I expect to have a great game. And it's great to see number 78, Luke Glazowicki, back in the lineup at left tackle. Westchester East wins the toss. They elect to defer. Marple Newtown's offense will be on display first. We're going to step aside for the playing of the National Anthem. Coming up next will be the quarterfinal matchup here in Grosser Keystone Stadium. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and the Tigers Radio Network. Zenith Public Adjusters proudly supports the Marple Newtown Football Tigers. Coach Dicking and his staff. Zenith Public Adjusters ask, if you feel you may have property damage to your home or business, to allow us an opportunity to review your coverage and consult on the full extent of your damages. All consultations are at no cost. Zenith Public Adjusters remains immensely grateful to all of our existing and past customers. Customer referrals make up over 95% of our client base. When disaster strikes, call morning, noon, or night. Zenith Public Adjusters are open and ready for your call. Call 610-359-8454 for more details. Once again, that is 610-359-8454. Berman's Medical Supplies specializes in urological supplies, including catheters. Berman's offers top-of-the-line products with discreet delivery. We deliver same-day to local residences and guarantee overnight shipping to anyone living outside of our delivery area. Our patient-centered customer service has established Berman's as one of the region's premier providers of urological supplies. For the medical supplies you need, when you need them, call toll-free at 844-800-5777. Selling or buying a home is serious business, and for serious business, the key to your success is to work with an experienced agent. Century 21 Alliance agent Sandra McCulley has 15 years of real estate experience and is a lifelong resident of Delaware County. Sandra is a multi-million dollar producer and a Century 21 Quality Service Award agent. Her three children are Strathaven graduates. Let Sandra's experience be your advantage in today's multifaceted real estate market. Call Sandra now to discuss your home buying or selling needs at 610-586-1300, extension 353. That is Marple Newtown's marching band as we are underway here, Steve. They are fired up. It is a big crowd, right, Eric? Yeah, in the last 15 minutes, the stands almost filled up for the Marple side. And even on the Westchester East side, you got a lot of students over there. Nice support from them. It's going to be a nice game. It's getting chilly, but let's play football. It's November, boys. Westchester East did bust students to this quarterfinal matchup as both teams very excited. Back to return for Marple Newtown is going to be Parming Christiana alongside Marlin Weathers. 
kicking this one away for the Vikings is going to be Jake Bonnet. A lot of energy here in Crozier Keystone Stadium for this PIAA matchup. Have the honor to speed that the Tigers have back there as they are standing in their end zone. And this matchup is underway. It is a booming kick returnable for Carmen Christiana from the three-yard line. He's going to dance around one tackler and then be tackled. Good job. Ball is going to be spotted down at the 17. First down and 10 for the Tigers, 11.54 on the clock. That's excellent kick coverage right there by Westchester East. The Vikings defenders come down and make a great tackle on Christiana. I mean, this is one of the worst field, starting field positions for Marple all season long as they are able to bottle up Carmen Christiana and Paylighting this offense is going to take over right here, Dave. It's going to be a 14-yard return for the senior captain. Tigers come out, trip formation to the far side. Weathers goes in motion that way. It's going to be swing pass. He catches it, and he's going to dance around one, not two, though. Good job by number 44 on the outside. That is their captain, Matt Erfel. They try to get Weathers outside in the open field. You talked about it, Dave. Get your playmakers in the open field. Make them miss tackles. And uh, But this is a great defense. This is their strength. As I said, only allowing 17 points a game. They have a couple shutouts on the season. They do a good job there tackling more than Weathers for a short game. Reception goes for two yards. Second down and eight. Tigers come out. Pistol, four wide receivers in twins. Paletti's looking to his left. He's going to go over the middle, and it's going to hit number eight in the back. That is Jack Fallon. Yeah, he tried to get Dastro Garen down the seam, but it looked like Fallon out of nowhere just came and it hit his back. He didn't see the play, but nonetheless, that's an incomplete pass. Big third down and eight early for Marple Newtown. Clock is halted at 11-11 here in the first quarter after the incomplete pass. Paletti has one reception to Weathers along the outside. And then the incomplete pass intended for Dolgarian. Third down and eight. Twins formation once again. The lone tailback is Weathers. Paletti looks to his left. He's going to roll that way. He's got nowhere to go and just heaves it intended for Mathis. And he is going to be intercepted. Intercepted by number 17, of the Vikings, Kyle Cassidy. There's really nothing there. It was excellent coverage. Started doing out route to uh, their leading receiver, Cameron Mathis, number 16, but it was really good coverage there. Paylady continues to roll outside and tries to heave it over a defender, but it sails on it's incom- or it's intercepted, and that's a big, big turnover to start the game off for Westchester East. His eighth interception of the year as the Vikings are in business. Takeover, 11-01 here at the 35-yard line of Marple Newtown. Thompson, shotgun formation. Behind him is two running backs. It's going to go to Cooper up the gut, and he's going to weave his way, but be gang-tackled by Cooper Moss and company. He hits a wall there. I, I told you about this team plays 
the likes of Coatesville, Downingtown, East West, Shanahan, Rustin. I don't think they've seen a defense like Marple Newtown's all season long. So they're going to have some trouble. But, again, a guy like Cooper and how methodical this offense can can be, uh, we'll, we'll see what they can do against this defense. Cooper gains one on the play. Second down and nine here. Marple Newtown intercepted on their opening drive. Pistol formation for Thompson. Puts a man in motion. That's Carroll. It's going to go right back to Cooper up the gut. Good job by the Tigers front to bottle him up. He's tripped up by middle linebacker Tommy Long and then finished off by Kyle Tobin, the junior defensive end. But Russell Streets has to stick with the run. Cooper is your playmaker. He's your best player. Continue with the run, and then, you know, it's going to open up some room for Salone and Carroll in the passing game. So we'll see what they do here on third and six, Dave. Cooper, two carries, goes for four yards, setting up third down and six from the 31. Four wide receivers for Thompson. It's going to be a handoff to Cooper up the gut, and he is going to be stopped before the sticks. Good job by the big guys. Number 68 on the tackle for Marple Newtown, Mike Miller. Tigers doing a good job, not giving up a lot of a lot of running room. That's three straight carries up the middle for Westchester East. They're trying to establish the run. That's the best way to get your offensive line acclimated in a game like this. A big situation like this with both teams, both players really don't have a lot of experience. I mean, this Marble Newtown team had a run last year, but it's a great way to start it off. I like Coach Guerrero's play calling thus far. Guerrero will go for it. Fourth down and three. Opening drive for the Vikings. Thompson trying to get Marple Newtown to jump. And the Vikings are going to burn their first timeout. Tied up 0-0, 8.55 on the clock. You are listening to Marble Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Wherever weights are racked, rackets are swung. To move is to live. And wherever you find bodies in motion, you'll find people who've rebuilt their lives with the help of Rothman Institute. Balls are pitched, skates are laced. More bones repaired, more joints replaced. No body in our region has done more for more bodies than Rothman. Lawns are mowed, swings are pushed. So when you're ready to run again, ride again, move again, live again, think Rothman first. RothmanInstitute.com this is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Welcome back as the Vikings are still going to go for it. Fourth down and three. Ball spotted at the 28. Thompson, pistol. It's going to be a handoff to Cooper. He needs three yards. I don't know if he's got it. He looks like he's a yard short. Eric. Yeah, he's definitely short, and uh, Marple's defense is celebrating, and the referee's about to point in the direction of Marple first down. First down, Marple. So Marple Newtown stops Cooper. He gets four straight carries, gains nine yards. He needed that extra lunge to get tenth. That's great defensive effort by Marple Newtown. I mean, in turnovers in big games like this can determine an outcome, but this story, Marple does a great job. Defense comes on, bows out that offense. We'll see what Marple Newtown can do the second time around. Marple Newtown takes over. 8.50 here in the first quarter. Ball is spotted at the 24-yard line. It's going to be a handoff to Weathers. And he's going to bounce it to the outside and be tripped up at the 30. It's a nice run on first down. Pick up about four yards there. 
Marple Newtown has to establish this run. It's a good running defense, but you have to establish the run. Just how Westchester East is doing it. Marple Newtown, they have the back in Marlin Weathers to get the job done. Give Weathers four, second down and six. Pistol formation for Paoletti. Read option, goes to Weathers. He's going to bounce a one tackler, stay on his feet, and get a Marple Newtown first down. Great job, read option, good job for Paoletti to give it off. Dean uh, stays put, he sits there. They give it off to Weathers, and he picks up a first down. Great second effort there to lunge forward. And it's the first first down of the game, and it comes on the side of the Tigers' offense. Gain of eight on the play. First down and ten from the 38. Comes Paoletti. Trips formation on the near side. It's going to be a read option once again. Weathers is going to be bottled up at the line of scrimmage, though. And again, with these read options, you got to read that defensive end. He sits in me, uh, initially, so Paoletti gives it off what you're supposed to do. Then he crashes. A great job played there by number 15. That's J.D. Carroll playing the defensive end position. He comes in and makes a tackle after the three-yard game by Weathers. Marple Newtown, second possession of the evening. Paoletti was intercepted along the sidelines to begin this game. Then Marple Newtown had a four-down stand. Second down and seven. Filman goes in motion. They fake the jet sweep. Goes up the gut for Weathers. And he is going to be tripped up and be stuffed at the 46-yard line. It's going to be third down and manageable. That's that fake jet motion dive inside. We saw that last week. I believe Weathers scored on one against Upper Moreland's defense. And that's a great play. A lot of motion throws off the defense. But that's quick. You fake that jet sweep. You hand it off inside. And Weathers picks up about five yards there. Going to be third down and two for the Tigers offense. From the 46-yard line. Pistol formation. Tailback is Weathers. It's going to be a play action. Roll to his right. Pele is going to pick up the first down on the quarterback sneak. There you go. That's a naked boot. He rolls out to the right side. He did have Cameron Mathis deep on a deep post, but it was covered very well by Westchester Street. They've been doing a good job thus far. And they're going to mark him short. He went out of bounds short. Wow. I thought he got in. Coach Pele is going to keep his offense on the field. It's going to be fourth down and one yard. We'll see if they try to draw him off sides, call a timeout. He needed to get three. He got two, so it's fourth down and one. Just a shade under 6.30 here in the first quarter. Coach Gicking's going to burn a timeout. We're going to step aside as well. It's tied 0-0. It's 6.26 on the clock here in the first quarter. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. High school playoff football is almost here. HavenFootball.net will be bringing you all the playoff excitement by broadcasting one playoff game each week right up to the District 1 championships. Playoffs start November 4th. Don't miss one minute of all the excitement and thrills of playoff football. Go to HavenFootball.net for dates and times of each broadcast. Our broadcasts will be available live and on our archives. HavenFootball.net. High school football never sounded so good. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Eric, I thought for sure he had a first down on the boot. Yeah, it looked that way. It looked like he 
from my vantage point right here across the way. It looked like he went right past the marker, but um, I guess the ball wasn't wasn't ahead of the marker. He, he was he stepped out of bounds before they called it a uh, first there. Fourth down and one. Paletti in the pistol. He's going to give it to Weathers. He has the first down, and he enters Westchester East territory. Good job by the beef up front. Yeah, that's that beef package. Put your big guys in. You tell them we're running it. And that's what they do. They hand it off to Marlon Weathers, and he picks up the first down and more. It's going to be a gain of six heading into Viking territory. Ball's going to be spotted on the 47. Seen a heavy dose of Weathers early on after the Paoletti interception. Their second drive of the ball game. Paoletti read option once again. He hands it to Weathers. He makes a man miss. Stiff arms and be down at the 39. Number eight on the tackle. That is Jack Fallon. It's a great first down run there by Marlon Weathers. You don't see him bounce out a lot. When the design's inside, he reads his box. He's very good. With his body weight shifting back and forth, reading his blocks. This time he bounced outside, does a good job to get there and pick up eight yards on first down. That's an excellent run and good blocking up front by this Tiger offensive line. Scores from around the league. Academy Park, six. Bishop Shanahan, nothing. Second down and two. Paoletti, pistol, four wide receivers. He's going to look, look, and he's looking to hit the home run to Mathis. It's going to hang in the air and go out of bounds. Wind looked like it got a hold of that one. That was all wind. I mean, right when he released that, that thing was quacking, and he looked up, and he's nothing he could do about that. Not even Brett Favre or Randall Cunningham could throw a rope in this kind of wind. I mean, this came into the booth, and, uh, you know, we, we felt it up here. So that that's just Salem. It's going to bring up second down and or third down and two. I like the shot there. Second down and two, you take a shot. Now you believe you go back to running the ball here to pick up that first down. Third down and two from the 39. Same formation. Four wide receivers alone. Tailback is Weathers. Read option. It's going to be a handoff to Weathers. He weaves his way. He has the first down to Moore. Still on his feet. He's got a lead blocker. And he's going to be tackled at the 20. Good job by the Vikings number 35 to possibly save a touchdown. That is David Trullo. At first, it looked like it was stuffed up in the middle, but James Diamond, the sophomore, comes up with a pancake block that puts a defender on his back. Marlon Weathers able to take advantage of it, shift his way up the field towards the Tiger sideline for a big first down. Then keep running these read options. Watch for Pale Lady to keep it. 20 yard, 19 yards on the carry. Ball spot at the 20. 4.45 here in the first quarter. Tied 0-0, but the Tigers are driving. Read option once again. It's going to be a handoff to Weathers along the far side. He appears to got to the 18 for two. Yeah, his helmet falls off. He's going to have to leave the game, but that's good first down run there for two yards, but a great job by the Vikings defense. They know it's coming. And as you said, Dave, much as you keep giving it to Weathers, it's going to, sooner or later, Paoletti's going to pull it. You know, Paoletti loves pulling it and running on his own. We'll see when this happens. This is over a four-minute drive for the Tigers as they're pounding the ball especially with the conditions, as Eric was talking about earlier, the wind could take effect. Second down and eight. Four minutes on the clock here in the first quarter. Two wide receivers on the far side. Man goes in motion to make it trips. Pelley goes that way. He's going to play in his feet, roll in the pocket, and continue to dance, but he is going to be sacked. Good job by number eight and company. Fallon's been all over the place. It looked like Fallon was a guy that was loose up the middle, and 
Fowler's came up and made a nice chip block initially, but then Pele had to step up, and then Fallon finally got up and made the play. So that's a nice stop there. And in this situation, you, know, you can't be trusting field goals with this kind of wind. So this is four-down territory for the Tigers coming up right here with third down and 11. Third down and 11, three-yard loss on the sack. Paletti, four wide receivers. In the slot is Dolgarian. Behind him is Weathers. Looks to his left. Good protection up front. And he's going to come across over the middle. Intended for Riley Philman. Incomplete. And there is a flag going over to cross the middle. Most likely interference, Eric. Yeah, it's going to be pass interference. Looks like it's uh, either on number one or number uh, 15. Number one would be Devin Williams. Waiting for the official call. A lot of confusion going on. This could potentially be against Marple Newtown? I don't know. I think they're just trying to figure out if it if they're going with the pass interference or not. They're trying to figure that out. It was it was a late flag. It is pass interference against the Vikings. That will give Marple Newtown, I believe, a first down, Steve. Yeah, it's fifteen yard penalty. Not automatic, but it was only third and eleven, so that fifteen yards will give them that first down. So the 15-yard penalty will spot the ball at the Vikings' 11-yard line. So they can get a first down, Larry, but that's a big penalty. Yeah, it is. It looks like the Vikings' defense got off the field there, and uh, it really hurts this uh, defense. Actually, it's going to be third down and one from the 11. 10-yard penalty. It's going to be a quarterback sneak by Paoletti. Lunges forward and takes it all the way within the 5. Love that call there. Defense wasn't expecting that. The QB sneak. He said he lunges forward. That's going to be first down in goal for the Tigers. Number 44 for the Vikings. Matt Erfel. I said his name a couple of times. He is a linebacker to key in on. First and goal from the 1 are the Tigers. 245 here in the first quarter. Eyeing up that end zone. Dolgarian's the up back for Paoletti. Behind him is Weathers. It's going to be a handoff to Weathers, and he is going to plow over a Viking defender into the end zone. What an excellent drive right there. Coach kicking fired up on the sideline, and Marlon Weathers is a workhorse. Got to give credit to this offensive line with Shelley up in the middle at center, as well as your tackles and Goodman. Lazowicki and your guards in uh, Miller and number 52, James Diamond. Over a six-minute drive is capped off by a Weathers touchdown. In the kick, the extra point is Riley Filman of a Carmen Christiana hold. It is a huge snap. It's going to be recovered by Carmen Christiana, who's trying to get the two-points conversion, but is no good, but there is a flag down, so it's a high snap. They have to fire it and then go to the outside. Who's that against, Eric? I think it might be a hold on Marple Newtown, but honestly, it looked like uh, Westchester East jumped off sides initially, but it's going to be a hold on Marple Newtown. Yeah, they didn't call the offside. All right, thank you, Eric. As they will decline the penalty, the extra point is negated after the bottle snap. Marple Newtown does get six, though, off the Weathers touchdown run. We're going to step aside with 2.31 here in the first quarter. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. 
Nobody covers the Delaware County high school sports scene like the Delaware County Daily Times. No matter what the season or the type of sport, football to soccer to lacrosse to wrestling to track to basketball and baseball, virtually every high school sport for every high school in the Delaware County. For complete coverage of today's games, pick up your copy of the Delaware County Daily Times wherever newspapers are sold or go online at www.delcotimes.com. If it happened in Delaware County, it's in the Delaware County Daily Times. Welcome back. Marlon Weathers was the workhorse on that drive, finishing it off for a one-yard touchdown run. In the kick, this one away for the Tigers is Civerdelli. Number 25 and 4 into return for the Vikings, Larry Cruz and Jerry Cooper. Is a high kick, but there's a penalty down early. I guess Marple Newtown jumped, Eric? Yeah, it looks like they're going to call Marple Newtown jumping early there. False start on the uh, kickoff. Steve, but we can already see this wind going west is having a dramatic effect. Oh, yeah, this is definitely. Wind plays a big factor in these ball games, but that's the first time we've seen an offside penalty on Marple Newtown this year. And these refs, this is PIAA refs. You're in the second round. You're gonna get the. You're gonna get an A crew. So, uh, ain't nothing gonna go by these guys. That makes our executive producer very happy. As the ball is backed up to the 35 for Civerdelli. scores from around the league. Springfield seven to nothing, early in the first quarter. Civerdelli boots this one. It is a high kick returnable from the 10 yard line. Cruz is trying the rope around the 20. But he is going to be leveled by number 32, DeCrecchio, claims he had the ball. Yeah, he slowed up by Marone and then finished off by Tommy Tobin, two sophomores. Great to see them running down on the field and making a nice play. So Westchester East will take over at their own 22-yard line. First down and 10, 233 here in the first quarter. Thompson, shotgun formation. Two running backs along his hips. And there is movement up front, most likely a false start. Eric? Yeah, it looks like they're going to call actually a sideline warning on Marple Newtown. Sideline warning. So the next one will be a penalty, correct, Steve? Yeah, next one will be a 15-yard penalty, but they always throw a flag on a warning. And their side judge is always going to throw that because he needs room to run down the sideline, so... Now going back to this game, 6-0. This is a team, senior-led team, 29 seniors. So this is an experienced team that can bounce back. Thompson, high snap. It's going to hand off up the guy, and he is going to be hit in the backfield, potentially for a tackle for a loss. And that, and that high snap, it's all about timing. That high snap causes, by the time you get that ball down into the running back's hands, I mean, the defensive uh, line is already in the backfield meeting you. So you got to get clean snaps to get your timing down if you're Westchester East. Play went to Hirsch, who was bottled up. It's going to be, excuse me, it went to Cooper. It's going to be a two-yard loss, second down and 12. Just under two minutes here in the first quarter. Man goes in motion. It's going to be a handoff to Cooper. Dances his way out of the backfield and is able to get to the 25. Good job by him. Ended up being tackled by Cooper Moss and company. Mike Miller shoots the gap. 
but then is sealed off by the edge. I couldn't tell if that was a tight end or a tackle. Cooper's able to bounce around him, shake another defender off, and pick up a couple yards, about five-yard gain after that second down and 12. So nice little run there by Cooper to set up a more manageable third down. Registers five on the carry, beginning third down and seven. Man goes in motion to the far side. Thompson looks back to his left, incomplete along the numbers. Intended for number nine, Michael Gray, 5'10", sophomore wide receiver. Yeah, that's a first pass attempt tonight by Westchester East by their quarterback, Jonathan Thompson. And sales incomplete, so fourth down and seven. Good job by the Tigers to force a three and out. Back to return this punt is Carmen Christiana. Clean snapper bonnet. It's going to be returnable from the 41-yard line. Christiana, and he is going to be taken down, but not before he's in Viking territory. Christiana is so key in the special teams game. One of my players to watch tonight. Great job. He catches that with not a lot of running room, sidesteps, and creates some lanes. Good blocking, no flags, and Tigers are in great position here. They're at the Westchester East Vikings 42-yard line. Or I'm sorry, 37-yard line with the 6-0 lead. Punting that one away was great for the Vikings. But it's going to be first down and 10. Ball is spotted at the 37. Tigers are in prime real estate to get on the board once again. This drive will begin with 52 seconds. Trip formation on the far side for Paoletti. Read option once again. It's going to go to Weathers, but he is going to be slammed down by number 77, Tom Silva. Silva, he's a tough guy in the middle. This senior comes in and causes havoc in the backfield, and that's going to be a loss of about one yard. At one yard, and that's a great job there up front to stop Marlon Weathers. Clock continues to tick, most likely the last play of the first quarter. Paletti, pistol formation, four wide receivers. Ball's on the 30 after loss of one. He's looking to his left. He's going to go that way. Incomplete, intended for Carmen Christian along the sidelines. Looked like that wind once again, Eric, took hold of it. Yeah, the ball actually hit the trainer on the sidelines, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, the, the wind is really playing a factor. That's the second pass by Paoletti that was totally, totally messed up by the wind. So it, it's, it's really, really the key here. Interesting. Bishop Shanahan takes the lead with the score around the league. They're up 7-6 to six here in the first quarter. It's Marple Newtown has 11 seconds, remaining third down and 11 from the 38. Four wide receivers for Paoletti after the incomplete pass to Carmen Christiana. They bring Blitz. There's one man. Paoletti's going to roll to his right. He makes a stiff arm, and it's going to be intended for Riley Philman incomplete, but there is a flag down in the backfield, most likely in the area of holding. Yep, that's the signal. Yep. And that's going to, that's, that's where the, that's way in the backfield. That's going to throw you all the way back. We'll see what they do if they decline it or accept it. I almost, if I'm West Church Street, so I'm almost accepting this depending on where it was, because it's going to bring up about third and about 25. But you also remember, when the quarter changes, Marple Newtown will get the wind. 
That's also something to think about. Guerrero is actually going to accept the penalty and back him up. Interesting call as they put the ball into Marple Newtown territory. It's going to be on the 47. Well, you figure because it's you're kind of in no man's land, Coach Hickens probably going to go for it um, at the 37-yard line or the ball at the 38 at that point. So, you know, and I do like Coach Guerrero accepting the penalty. So this really backs up Marple Newtown. Third and 32. That will do it. Third down and 32 from their own 47-yard line. Two seconds remaining. This will be the last play. Paletti, four wide receivers. Filming goes in motion, making trips on the near side. They bring a screen pass, and it's going to be caught by Weathers, who's going to dance his way down to the 44-43-yard line. Good job by him. Good play call. That will do it here in the first quarter in Crozier Keystone Stadium. Tigers on top, six to nothing as we head to the second. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Searching for a reliable heating and air conditioning company? Then DZO Mechanical is here to fulfill your every need. Privately owned, DZO offers residential and commercial services in heating, air conditioning, and ventilation. Since 2000, DZO has proudly served the Delaware County and Tri-State area, offering customers great service at fair rates. For a free estimate, call DZO at 484-454-3346 or online at www.dzomechanical.com. If you suffer from back or neck pain, injury or headaches, then Dr. Tom Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center are here to help. Dr. Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center have been serving Delaware County residents for over 15 years. They take a gentle approach and utilize current techniques to help manage your pain. To address your back and neck-related pain or injuries, call the Advanced Chiropractic Center today at 610-356-2300 or visit drtomgraziano.com and tell them the Tigers Radio Network sent you. Welcome back. Marble Newtown on top, 6 to nothing after a Marlin Weathers touchdown early on. Tigers are going to punt after the screen pass goes for nine yards to the sophomore running back. Back to return for the Vikings is Cooper. And number 35, Saloon. Philman eager to punt this one away, trying to pin Westchester East. Clean snap. It is blocked. It is blocked by the Vikings. They're looking to pick it up. They're going to go down the sidelines. Number 52 on the recovery and the block. Good job by Austin Pitt. It appears that Philman took his time to punt it away. Yeah, and, you know, he's really been, he hasn't been rushed all season long. That's the first block punt of this season. Great pressure. They all brought it to the left side of the line. That's Mark Brewtown's right side. And, you know, it was just too many defenders to handle. Not enough guys blocking. And they come in and they block it. But good job by Philman to tackle. Uh, was that number 44 that picked that up? 52. 52. Uh, that's Austin, Austin Pitt. Pitt, yeah. Good job to tackle him. He's a lot bigger than Philman, the punter, and he's able to bring him down. So the Tigers' defense has a shot to redeem themselves here. So instead of flipping field position, Westchester East is in business on the 33-yard line. 11.51 here in the second quarter. Read option. It's going to go to Cooper up the gut. Good job by him. The lunge forward. They're going to mark him down at the 28. Now with all the momentum on the Vikings' side, you for them, you, you got to strike it. You got to score here. This is very important for them. But for Marple, you got to settle down. I mean, your defense has been doing it for you all season long. They, you got to get your team out of this bad situation. Five yard carry for Cooper. Ball has been going to Cooper for this Westchester East offense. 
the entire first quarter, and they continue here in the second. It's going to be a read option. Miller's not going to be able to chase down Cooper. He has a running lane, and he is going to be in. Waiting for the signal. He's going to be down at the one. It's going to be a 27-yard carry. That's just a pitch. That's a read option. They pitch it out. Nobody was there to defend Cooper, and he has a lot of running room. And touchdown saving tackle by the Tigers. Defensive back. Couldn't see what number it was, but first down and goal for Westchester East. Excuse me. They're going to mark him down at the four as he got down towards the goal line. First down and goal from the four. Just under 11 minutes here in the second quarter. Thompson, shotgun. It's going to go right to Cooper, and he is going to be met by Mike Miller in the backfield. Well, if you're Marple Newtown, you're Coach Harry Gick in defensive corner, and you know they're running the ball. Cooper is their man. They don't throw it a lot. They're not going to throw it in this situation when they've had two successful runs back-to-back. Mike Miller, defensive line coach uh, Mike Willard, and Coach Harry Gick in defensive coordinator telling your guys to shoot those gaps. That's what they did there, and Mike Miller met him in the back for, for a tackle for loss. Loss of three, second down and goal from the seven. Thompson, shotgun. He's looking to his left. He's going to go that way, and it's going to be caught in the end zone for a Westchester East touchdown. Yeah, it was a nice route. It looked like a slant pattern. He bodied up Luke Cantwell, who was in great coverage, but he, he almost boxed him out there, and it was a perfect throw by Thompson to his guy, and that's going to tie up the score 6-6, and this extra point is going to be huge. So in tight games like this, in a playoff situation, special teams come up huge. The special teams right now go to Westchester East with a blocked punt and a blocked field goal. Seven-yard slam pattern goes to Michael Gray, 6-6. Bonnet trying to kick the extra point. The kick is up. The kick is good. Westchester East takes a 7-6 lead, 10-13 here in the second quarter. You're listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. Zenith Public Adjusters proudly supports the Marple Newtown Football Tigers. Coach Dicking and his staff. Zenith Public Adjusters ask, if you feel you may have property damage to your home or business, to allow us an opportunity to review your coverage and consult on the full extent of your damages. All consultations are at no cost. Zenith Public Adjusters remains immensely grateful to all of our existing and past customers. Customer referrals make up over 95% of our client base. When disaster strikes, call morning, noon, or night. Zenith Public Adjusters are open and ready for your call. Call 610-359-8454 for more details. Once again, that is 610-359-8454. Westchester East blocks Riley Philman's punt. They are able to capitalize a seven-yard slant pattern to Gray. Is Bonnet in the kick this one away after taking a seven-to-six lead here in the second quarter? Back to return is Weathers. He's going to be able to run from the five-yard line. Gets a full head of steam. Going to be tripped up and down at the 25. Ball is out. Jack Thouse is able to hop on that. That ball came out late. It was a fumble. I don't think he was down yet, but heads up play by Jack Fowles to recover it. And Walpo Newtown's offense has to settle down here. They have to answer here, whether it's with points or flipping field position. But again, after practice yesterday, Coach Swilly, one of the assistant coaches, said, if you get down early, you got to have poise. You have to believe in each other. You can't. When you face adversity, you can't get down and start pointing figures. This team has been through adversity this year. They've been down in games, and they bounce back. Let's see what they do here. Ball's on 24-10-05 here in the second quarter. Begin this drive. Weathers makes one man miss, but the play is blown dead. Most likely a false start, Eric. 
Yeah, I believe the offensive line from Marple jumped there. We're going to move him back five yards. Waiting for the official signal. It is a false start against the Tigers. Penalties, Steve. They've had them all season, but they really haven't caught up with them until now. Yeah, I mean, can't penalties are going to hurt you as far as you get into the season. We're in week two of the playoffs, the quarterfinals. you got to clean that up. And Tigers are only down by one. No need to panic here. Only <laughs> ten minutes to go in the second quarter. So, But this Westchester East defense has come out ready to go. First down and 15 after the false start penalty from the 29. Excuse me, the 19. It's going to be a quarterback keeper by Paoletti. Lowers his shoulder. Number one was the tackler for the Vikings, Devin Williams. Paoletti, as we said, keeps giving the weathers on those zone reads. This time he keeps it. Picks up a couple yards there, about three. Going to be second down and 12. We'll see what Marbury Town decides to do. Again, this wind, it's, it's coming in heavy right now, so. You know, kind of eliminates what you want to do going deep in the passing game. 9.28, 9.27, nine here in the second quarter for Paoletti. Looks to his right. It's going to be a curl route to Mathis. He has it, reels it in. He's at the 30, 35, and he's going to be down at the 40. Good job by the senior. That's a huge confidence booster for Paoletti. Not being able to connect on his first couple passes. A few fouls out on him. One was an interception, which sat on him. So, you know, quick curl route inside to your number one receiver, Cameron Mathis. He turns it upfield, first down. It's great execution all around by the Tigers. 18 yards to Mathis. First down and 10 from the 40. Paletti, four wide receivers. He's going to look to his right, go back to his left, and he's going to have Carmen Christiana drop it after midfield. He had... He looked like he was already running down the field before he reeled it yeah, in. He, his eyes were up good. Carmen Christian, I don't think he, in four years I've seen him drop a pass, but right there, I mean, it's cold out. You know, the ball's going to be a little harder coming here, especially Pele throwing ropes to you. And this time it goes right in his basket and falls out. And, uh, you know, I know he wants that one, but he'll put that behind him. It's the next play mentality, second down and ten. But Westchester has been bringing blitzes all night. Some have gotten to Pele, but the offensive line has been doing a good job. Kevin Hahn that time picked up a nice blitz to give Paoletti time to throw. Four wide receivers for Paoletti once again. Second down and ten. It's going to be a fake jet sweep once again and go to Weathers. He goes up the gut and is able to weave his way down to the 43. There you go, that jet motion to Philman. Hands it back off out of pistol to Marlon Weathers. This time, Russia Streets is there after about a three-yard gain. So third and seven here. For the Tigers' offense, big, big play right here. Gray makes the tackle. He plays both ways. He's the one that caught the touchdown pass, and he plays in the secondary. Third down and seven for Marple Newtown. Ball is spotted on the 43. Paletti, pistol, four wide receivers. The lone tailback is Weathers. Cantwell goes in motion. And it's going to be a timeout by Coach Kicking. Marple Newtown burns their second, trailing 7-6, to 8-24 here in the second quarter. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Berman's Medical Supplies specializes in urological supplies, including catheters. Berman's offers top-of-the-line products with discreet delivery. 
We deliver same-day to local residences and guarantee overnight shipping to anyone living outside of our delivery area. Our patient-centered customer service has established Berman's as one of the region's premier providers of urological supplies. For the medical supplies you need, when you need them, call toll-free at 844-800-5777. This is the Tigers Radio this is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Welcome back. Larry, scores from around the league. It looks like Academy Park took the lead. Yeah, Academy Park up 14-7 over Bishop Shanahan with uh, nine minutes left in the second, and the winner of that game will be will face the winner of this game next week. Thank you, Larry. Third down and seven for the Tigers. Quarterfinal matchups. you got to love high school playoff football. Here we go. Trip formation on the far side. In the slot is Cantwell. Paletti in the pistol. Lone wide receiver on the near side is Mathis. He looks to his right, goes back to his left, and it's going to be a flag. It's going to be caught. Incomplete. They're going to say he was along the sidelines, but it looks like there's going to be a a flag for either holding or pass interference. Eric. Yeah, I believe it's a hold. Uh, Mathis was being held there as he was about to break for his route, and he actually almost came down with that. It would have been a catch. He had one foot down. It would have been a catch if he didn't bobble it, but it looks like it's going to be a hold, but the referees are meeting around midfield right now to discuss it. Number four is Jared Cooper, the running back. You have to think, he's been exhausted. He's been their guy running the ball offensively. They're going to go after him defensively. And it will be a hold against Marple Newtown. And it's going to be a hold on Westchester East. It's going to be offsetting. Okay, so probably a hold. I'm trying to see a flag in the backfield if it was a hold on, on the line of scrimmage or if both guys were holding each other and they threw the flag. Um Nonetheless, it's going to be a replay down third and seven. So Marbury Town's gone deep a few times, and two times there were holding. Well, one's a holding, and one was a pass interference. So Russia Street is playing them very, very close. Third down and seven from the 43. Trips formation on the far side for Paoletti. Westchester East. Clean pocket, and it's a launch down the side, and it's going to be intercepted intended for Dolgarian. That's a nice play there. He played the ball. Again, I can't see the numbers. It's hard to tell numbers on the field, so please excuse us if you're listening. But that was a nice play by the defensive back. Looks like Anthony Gray. Okay, number two. Thank you, Dave. And he came up and made and picked it off. So Paley's not able to get a lot under his throws. Again, I don't know if it's a wind or not, but he had a streaking guy. It was good coverage, but nonetheless, interception, second of the game. And Westchester East is going to take over with a 7-6 lead. His second interception of the night. Vikings take over on the 30. 8-11 here in the second quarter. They're on top 7-6. It goes right back to Cooper, and he's going to be slammed down by number 68 of the Tigers. And Mike Miller having a nice game tonight. Defensive end position. On the left side, he comes across the line and makes a nice tackle on Cooper for a one-yard gain. Second and nine. We said Westchester East leading seven to six early here in the second quarter, Dave. One-yard carry, second down and nine for Thompson. Shotgun, four wide receivers. He's going to look to his right. He's going to go that way. It's going to be reeled in, but a good job by the Tigers 
the knock him over. But he's going to be short. Third down and manageable. Yeah, the ref's going to give him right where he caught the ball. Forward progress. Good spot there, but uh, even a better, better tackle. I think that was Dylan Conan came in and made a nice, nice form tackle. Not able to give the receiver any yards after a catch. Uh, third down and two, Dave. Reception was hauled in by number 28, Alex Hirsch. Down to the 38. Third down and two for the Vikings. It's going to be a read option, and Tobin's able to read the pitch. What a job by him to tackle Cooper in the backfield. That is a very, that's a very hard play there to defend. I mean, you're a defensive end. You're in no man's land. You're on an island. You got to you got to sit, see what the quarterback's doing, and then read the pitch. And this time, he does both and meets Cooper in the backfield. What an excellent play there, Dave by Kyle Tobin, the junior, and that's a huge momentum swinger, turn of the vets for Marple Newtown, as Westchester East, excuse me, is going to have to punt it away. Eight-yard loss is Gray, is going to punt it away, and there's flags all over the place. Steve? Yeah, late guy came running in, they only had ten, and <laughs> they didn't wait for him, I don't think the snapper knew. Uh, coach sent him in late, so that's on the coach right there. So it's going to back him up an additional yeah. five yards. That'll back him up. Coach Guerrero can't be happy with that. But now it's going to make it. You said five yards. You're going to have to punt it away. You're punting into the wind here. We'll see if Marple Newtown sends a rush because their snap on their previous punt in the first quarter wasn't that great. It got back there a little slow. So we'll see if they're able to, you know, get a rush here and try to block. We've seen Tobin Miller a few times this season get close to it. We, we did see them block a punt where Tobin did uh, score a touchdown earlier in the season. Tigers look like they're going for it. Grace punt is not blocked, but it is a line drive. It's going to take a Viking bounce. It's going to be turnable from the 27 for Carmen Christiani. It's going to be slammed down at the 31. Good job by the Vikings punter. First, get it away, and then able to line drive and take a bounce. Yeah, and that's a good job by Carmen Christiani to pick that up at the 30. A lot of punt returners. We'll let that run it, let that roll. And that was almost going to roll inside the 20. That's why you have a guy like Christiana back there to pick that up. Doesn't You don't need a big return there. You're only about a one-yard return. But Tigers have much better field position than if you let that roll. But as you said, great, great job to get that punt away by Westchester East. Fifth possession of the first half for the Tigers. They were able to capitalize on one of them. First down and 10 from the 31. Read option. It's going to go to Weathers. And he is going to be thrown down at the 36. Number eight on the tackle. He said his name a couple times. That's Fallon. Five-yard gain on first down. 5.50 and running for Marple Newtown. They received the start of the game, so they're going to have to kick it off to Westchester East. We'll see what they do here on this drive to try to get some points. Second down and five from the 36. Paletti goes right back to Weathers. There's a flag, two flags now thrown in the backfield as he gets to the line of scrimmage in the area of holding. Eric, is that the call? Yeah, it should be a hold on Marple Newtown. Waiting for the call now. Yes, it's going to be holding on Marple. Backs him up 10. It's going to be a... That one hurts. Yeah, that hurts you. That's second and five now. The holding was right at the line of scrimmage, so it should be third down and 15 depending on where they marked this off. Second down. Or second down, excuse me, second down at 15. But these are some big boys up front for Westchester East. Uh, Marbury Town's big boys as well, but I think these guys uh, outweigh them 
on the Vikings defensive line and you know they've been grabbing some shirts tonight referees are seeing they're throwing it so so they're gonna back them up all the way to the 25 yard line 11 yard penalty second down and 16 Paletti pistol four wide receivers the win has had a true impact on this game Paletti looks to his left and he's going to go that way. Caught by Dolgarian. He's going to race his way down the sidelines. Pushed out of bounds. And he's going to be marked down at the 37. That's an excellent pitch and catch there on second and 16. That's going to get him close. About They should be about third down and six here. It looked like about a 10-yard gain. Maybe third down and five. But good job there on the pitch and catch from Paoletti to Dolgarian, his second leading receiver. It's going to be a gain of 12. Good job by Dolgarian to get back the penalty yardage. Third down and four, five minutes to go here in the second quarter. Tigers trail seven to six to Westchester East in the quarterfinal. Paletti, pistol formation, four wide receivers, the lone tailback is Weathers. Carmen Christiana goes in motion. He's going to look that way. He's going to keep rolling, 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 and just going to run it himself. And we're going to depend on the spot. I don't believe he has a first down. That's smart by Pele. Just run out of bounds. I mean, he's got some wheels on him, so he was able to evade some defenders that were rushing down his neck. There's a player down on the field. We're going to step aside. Tigers trail 7-6 to six here in the second quarter. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football on Tigers Radio Network. Selling or buying a home is serious business. And for serious business, the key to your success is to work with an experienced agent. Century 21 Alliance agent Sandra McCulley has 15 years of real estate experience and is a lifelong resident of Delaware County. Sandra is a multi-million dollar producer and a Century 21 Quality Service Award agent. Her three children are Strathaven graduates. Let Sandra's experience be your advantage in today's multifaceted real estate market. Call Sandra now to discuss your home buying or selling needs at 610-586-1300, extension 353. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Paletti was able to scramble back to the line of scrimmage. Fourth down and fourth. They're going to have to punt once again. Last time their punt was blocked. Yeah, and they're going to have to shore up that right side of the line there. It was a great snap by Tobin. We'll see if Philman tries to rush it a little bit. That's what happens after a one-block punt. Tulum and Cooper back to return the punt. Clean snap for Philman. Gets this one up. It's going to hang in the air and go out of bounds. This wind really had an impact as he continues to move. They're going to put the ball at the 50. And it might have been the wind, but it was also that pressure again. And he has on the back of his mind that, man, I don't want this block. So he tried to get this off. I mean, Riley Philman hit spirals for 60 yards in pregame. We've seen him do it all year in games. That's just a bad pump by him. But, again, it's, it's in the back of his head. That first one was blocked because there was no protection. And you know, the coaches have to let them know. Just continue to play your game, and uh, you know they, they need they need good punts here. It's not the worst punt. I mean, they're at the fifty yard line, but great field position to start off for Thompson and this Viking offense. Four fifty eight here in the second quarter. Their fifth possession of the game. Thompson 
Handoff. It's Cooper. And he's going to be met at the line of scrimmage and continue to churn his legs. Good job by him to be down at the 47. And on the tackle for the Tigers was Tobin. We talked about Cooper. Over 1,000 yards rushing this year. 11 touchdowns. And he is doing a good job tonight. I mean, not has, doesn't have much room to run, but he had that one long run to set up a touchdown pass from Thompson. But we'll see what he does here. He has 12 carries for 34 yards here in the first half. Second down and seven. Thompson play action over the top, and it is reeled in by their big tight end, number 15, J.D. Carroll. He's brought down by Christian, who potentially saves a touchdown. Yeah, Christian, way to go low there, and he's feeling that one on his neck. I mean, he hit him right in the hip. That's a big boy, J.D. Carroll, 6'6", and he comes right across the middle. Nice throw by Thompson. I mean, you got a big target like that. you got to get him the ball. Good job by Westchester East. 12-yard reception, first down and 10. Four minutes to go here in the second quarter. Thompson shotgun's going to pitch it to Cooper. He's going to back up and then continue to move his legs. Miller and company was able to, to bottle him up, but he continues to gain positive yardage. Balls down at the 32, give him three. Looks like a shovel pass, almost a screen, but then he shoveled it. Cooper Moss got held blatantly. I mean, his, his shoulder pads hanging out as he tried to retreat. He got tugged on. But I guess it wasn't long enough. The refs did not throw it. Nonetheless, Tigers do a good job there. Second down and seven. 325 remaining in the first half, Dave. Thompson, shotgun formation. They have trips on the far side. On his left hip is Cooper. Thompson looks to his right, goes back to his left. Incomplete. Each team has a few of them. Ball sound on the quarterbacks due to this weather here. And it's going to bring up third down and seven. Probably a four-down territory if you're Coach Guerrero, depending on what happens here. Even if you don't gain any yardage, you're about the 32-yard line of Marple Newtown. Clock halted at 3-11. Thompson comes out for Westchester East. Needs seven for a first down. Four wide receivers. Tigers apply blitz. High snap. It's going to be a handoff to Cooper. Ball is loose. We're going to see who jumps on top of it. Eric. It looks like uh, Westchester East recovered it, so it'll be fourth down and long for Westchester East from about the 36-yard line. Thank you, Eric. As that ball came loose, that could have given Marple Newtown new life. But this ball is going to be backed up to the 37, loss of five. Yeah, and, and again, the high snap creates havoc in the backfield. Everything gets thrown off, blocking schemes, the handoff from the quarterback to the running back, and Marple been able to meet him in the backfield. And this is going to cause a punt here because of the loss of, loss of yardage. I like the decision here by Coach Guerrero to punt this away. Ready to punt this one away. Fourth down and 12. Clean snap. is a high boot. Back to return for was Christianu. Fair caught it and dropped it. Recovered by Westchester East. I believe that was Fallon on the recovery. It's going to set up Westchester East at the 6. Again, we, we, we don't see Christianu drop passes. We don't see him fumble punt returns. Probably should have let that one roll because that's dangerous there. But nonetheless, he tries to catch it, falls down, and it rolls out of his basket and recovered by West Reeds. But this t- 
team cannot panic. This defense has to step up here. I know it's excellent, excellent field position for the Vikings. We'll see if they can capitalize before half. 2-18 here, first down and goal from the six. New life. Ball goes to Cooper. He's going to get to the edge, and he is in for another Viking touchdown. Too easy. He just hits the edge. No one's out there. Looked at the offensive line. A few reach blocks, sealed the edge. Cooper does the rest with his speed. Touchdown. And just like that, it's a 13-6 lead pending an extra point for the Vikings. And the life is taken out of this stadium here, Crozier Keystone. But, again, 2.12 to go. Marlboro Town will try to work their two-minute offense to end the half. Bonnet in the kick the extra point. Kick is up. It is a line drive and good. Vikings take a 14-6 lead with 2-12 remaining here in the second quarter. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. Wherever weights are racked, rackets are swung. To move is to live. And wherever you find bodies in motion, you'll find people who've rebuilt their lives with the help of Rothman Institute. Balls are pitched, skates are laced. More bones repaired, more joints replaced. Nobody in our region has done more for more bodies than Rothman. Lawns are mowed, swings are pushed. So when you're ready to run again, ride again, move again, live again, think Rothman first. RothmanInstitute.com Welcome back. The bobbled... Punt return by Christiana results in a six-yard scamper by Cooper. Got to put it behind you. I know Christiana's going to put it behind you. The rest of the team has to. This is an explosive offense. Weather conditions aren't helping you, but you have to put it behind you. You got to see what you can do here. Down eight points. 14-6 lead for Westchester East. Bonnet in the kick. This one away. Returning for the Tigers is Weathers and Christiana. High kick, it's returnable. It is bobbled by Weathers at the 7, picks it up, and he's still on his feet. And they're going to mark him down in around the 25. Marble needs to take over 206. Coach Hicking ends every practice with a two-minute drill. We've seen it in his three-year tenure here. Them execute two-minute drills, and I'm sure they'll do it here. Some quick routes to the outside in the flat, quick curl routes to Dolgarian and Mathis. And you'll, you'll, they'll mix up with some runs to Weathers as well, but they have to do something. Even if they don't score, get a drive going. Have some confidence going into halftime. It's so key here for the Tigers. Return goes to the 26. First down and 10. 2.06 remaining until halftime. Tigers have one timeout remaining. Paletti, empty backfield. Five wide receivers. Trips on the near side. He's going to look that way. It's going to be a curl route to Matthews. Reels in at the 32. Continues to turn his legs, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds. Actually, they're going to keep the clock running. Number two and 35 on the tackle. Yeah, clock should stop because of the first down. The ref did not see it was a first down. So first down, clock will stop until they spot the ball. Clock starts running now. First down at 10. Great pitch and catch from Paoletti to Mathis. 11 yards for Mathis. Empty backfield for Paoletti once again. Trip formation is now on the far side. He's going to call his own number. He actually stays on his feet and just get out of bounds and stop the clock. They're going to mark him down at the 39. Give him two. Great job by Westchester East defensive backs and outside backers to cover the flats, cover the short curls. Paoletti tucks it in. Smart play to just run it. Pick up about two yards there. And roll out of bounds to stop the clock. 
Tigers still have one timeout remaining, but field goal most likely out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah, with this weather, I mean, unless you're in extra point range, you've you got to get into the end zone. That's what you're thinking all the way if you're the Tigers. Well, first is first. Get a few first downs. Get you in some good field position to try a throw into the end zone. Second down and eight from the 39. Weathers goes in motion. It's going to be a jet sweep to him. He's going to cut it back up. He knocked down at the 40. Good job by the Vikings front. Number 18 with the tackle. That's, Jake not, ba- uh, that's Chuck Jacobs. Good job by Chuck Jacobs there. See on the edge. Those jet sweeps, you can't get guys with speed like Weathers outside. And they do a good job there to hold him in, bottom him up. And it's going to be third down and seven after just a one-yard gain on the jet. Ball's at the 40 for Paoletti. Four wide receivers. He's in the pistol. Behind him is Weathers. He's going to look to his left. Clean pocket. Now he's going to scramble to his right and does heave it down the field intended for Cameron Mathis, who comes down with it at the 15-yard line. What a job by Cameron Mathis. When in doubt, throw it to number 16, Cameron Mathis. That's a jump ball, 101. He comes down with it. Outstanding play there by Cameron Mathis and a nice throw by Paoletti. I mean, Paoletti working the pocket like an NFL player, sidestepping defenders, and he connects with a huge gain. Balls at the 13, 47-yard connection. Paoletti's looking for the slam pass and is in and out of the hands of Riley Philman at the 5. Philman has to hold that in. He had a defender right there. He's about to get walloped, but you got to hold that in. Throwing a little behind him again with this win. But second down and 10, Tigers can take their time. They have one timeout, 42 seconds to go. And they have plenty of time here to work the field. They're at the 13-yard line, so no need to rush. They do have one timeout remaining. Clock's halted at 42 seconds. Second down and 10 for Paoletti, who stands in the pistol. Four wide receivers. Behind him is Weathers as the lonely tailback. They bring Blitz up the gut. Good job by Weathers. Pick it up. And in for a touchdown for the Tigers is number 12, Dash Golgarian. That's how you respond. That's why you're 10-1. and one. That's why you're in the position you're in hosting playoff games. A drive like that. All right. Facing adversity, this team comes back downfield, and they're going to go for two here. They're going to call. So this is great. Call the timeout. Think about a play. So I, I like what Coach Kickin's doing here. We're going to keep it here. The reception by Dolgarian is his 10th touchdown of the season. But what a job. That beautiful pass. It was like a box out along the sidelines. Eric, the pass to Mathis which was, a, was a basketball box out. Yeah, immediately I thought, is this guy a baseball player or a basketball player? Because he was boxing out like a like Carl Malone from the Utah Jazz there. You know, <laughs> my God, it was a great play. But like you guys mentioned earlier, how can this team bounce back from adversity? You saw it right there. Paoletti, not that great so far. But what a drive there to hang in the pocket and make some plays downfield to Mathis and now Dolgarian. What a drive here. Let's see what kind of play they draw up for the two-point conversion. Now, Steve, wind? What wind? No, not on that. They, they went back that same slam pass they went to play before. This time they dashed Dolgarian. So it's Dolgarian and Mathis coming up huge in this drive. They're your leading receivers closing on a 1,000 yards apiece. And Mathis gets his 10th touchdown of the year on that pitch and catch from Paoletti. And the Tigers are two points away from tying up this ballgame, just what they needed going into halftime. 
Tigers trail by two, 14 to 12. They're going for a two-point conversion. Paoletti's now in the shotgun. Two backs. He put Weathers in motion to the right. It's a handoff to Carmen Christiana, who throws it and is caught in the end zone for a two-point conversion to Dash Dolgarian. Wow. He was close to being down, but he got that play off. That was an outstanding, outstanding play call. I love it. Just like that, the Tigers are tied up 14-14. We have a ball game on our hands right here, Dave DePasqua. We're going to send it to commercial. Break Tigers tied up. The two-point conversion and two-minute drill, even this at 14. You're listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. High school playoff football is almost here. HavenFootball.net will be bringing you all the playoff excitement by broadcasting one playoff game each week right up to the District 1 Championships. Playoffs start November 4th. Don't miss one minute of all the excitement and thrills of playoff football. Go to HavenFootball.net for dates and times of each broadcast. Our broadcasts will be available live and on our archives. HavenFootball.net. High school football never sounded so good. Cooper and Hurst back to return for the Vikings. There's 37 seconds remaining, but what a drive by the Tigers to tie this up. They go almost the length of the field, capped off by a Dolgarian 13-yard slant. Civerdelli boots this one. It is a high kick, returnable from the nine. It's going to be Hirsch, and he's going to make one man miss, a second man miss, and then wrapped up by number 30 of the Tigers, who is... Luke jealous. Vikings have 30 seconds remaining until the half. I think, you know, if you're the Vikings, you got to be happy. Coach Dave Guerrero, tie 14-14. You, you can't be happy with that last long drive. But what your team has done on special teams, on offense, and on defense is, is, is great. I mean, this team, as we talked about, they're 5-6. and six. They, Their record means nothing as the league they play and the, the style they play. But we'll see what they do here. I expect to maybe hand it off a few times. See what they can get, but I do not expect a, a kneel. Ball's at 25 first down and 10 for Thompson. It's going to be a handoff to Cooper. He's going to dance and then be blown up in the backfield by a group of Tigers, number 57, most notably A.J. Katsakatsis. Yeah, and that, they run, run it there, see what they could get. If they got a big game, maybe, you know, get on the ball, but they're going to let this one run out. They don't have to run another play, and as I said, Dave, 14-14 quarterfinals. In November, you can't ask for a better game, and uh, you know, I can't wait for the second half. The Vikings will get the ball to begin the second half as we head to the half. Marble Newtown 14, Westchester East 14. You're listening to Marble Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. The Tigers Radio Network broadcasts, both live and archived, are the exclusive property of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated and are produced for the private use of our listening audience. No rebroadcast, in full or in part, is permitted without the express written consent of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated. Hey, the Tigers look pretty good. Pain heels. Cheeks dig scars. Glory. Last forever. That's it. That's it. I want you to think about all those mean people. They're going to be your... 
Clean fuel. Vacuum fuel. We're going to use them to play football. Vacuum fuel. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. John. What? Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route. I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. You're listening to Marple Newtown High School Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Now back to call the second half of tonight's game. Here is Dave DePasqua, Steve Reynolds, Eric DePantima, and Jim Olsman. Welcome to Crozier Keystone Stadium. It is halftime. Three minutes until the second half kicks off as the Tigers take the field. I'm alongside Larry O'Connor. Larry, scores from around the league. Yeah, Dave. Uh, Academy Park up 20-7 to over Bishop Shanahan at half. And once again, the winner of that game will take on the winner of this game here tonight. And Springfield is up 24-7 to over Great Valley at halftime. Thank you, Larry. Those are your scores around the league. As here, Marple Newtown is tied at 14 apiece with Westchester East. But... If you're looking at it from a Marple Newtown perspective, Coach Gicking was fired up heading into the half. you got to figure, Larry, you have two interceptions, a blocked punt that set him up, and a mishandled punt return that gave him the ball at the six. Both are touchdowns. To be tied going to the half, you'll take it. Yeah, it wasn't a very pretty half for Marple Newtown uh, as a whole, as you said, the blocked punt, the two interceptions. But that drive going into the half, with the touchdown pass to Cameron Mathis and the two-point conversion to tie it up is huge. And it is an essential stop here to start the second half and get the ball back for your offense. I couldn't agree more. That the play by Mathis is probably your play of the game right now because of the way it changed field position. It set you up for that pass for Dolgarian going over the middle. Absolutely, and I think that was on a second or third and long. So you were looking at giving, giving the ball back here to Westchester East with a possible chance to score again before the half. So you can't express enough the big effect that final drive of the second half will have for this, or of the first half, excuse me, for this Marvel Newtown team coming out in the second half. They went from the 40 to the 13 on that play, Larry. That really was the difference. Defensively, Marple Newtown has looked stout. This Westchester East team will feed Cooper, their main back, number four. He has 15 carries for 36 yards in that six-yard scamper into the end zone. But really, it was first down and goal, and all momentum swung their way. Yeah, this Marple Newtown defense has been playing well here in the first half. There's a couple tackles for loss. Mike Miller is playing very well. Kyle Tobin reading that pitch was outstanding. And as you said, that six-yard touchdown, the play after they get the ball at the six-yard line on the muff punt, all the momentum in your favor, odds are that's going to be a touchdown. But this Marple Newtown defense has stepped up here tonight and kept this Westchester East offense in check in in particular, Cooper. Eric's our man along the sidelines. Your your thoughts about the first half and heading into the second. 
to be honest, it was a really strange first half. Between the win and the special teams turnovers from Marple, those were the biggest uh, keys that, in the first half. And, uh, you know, you don't normally see Karma Christiana make those plays that dropped up punt and also the drop catch in the first half. I, I know Knowing Carmen for two years and covering him, you know he's going to have a nice second half and bounce back from the university. But to me, that drive at the end of the first half by Marple to get that touchdown was so huge for not only their momentum, but for maybe the rest of the game to carry them to victory tonight. Not just the momentum, Eric. They're fired up. They're going towards the sidelines. This crowd is coming alive in Crozier Keystone Stadium, Larry. It is. A uh, little quiet there with uh, with about a minute and a half left in the first half, but uh, the momentum has bring has brought this crowd back to life. The student section is getting loud. Everybody in the stadium is excited for the second half. Marple Newtown will kick this one away to begin the second half. Siverdelli for the Tigers lines up. 28 is Alex Hirsch alongside Cooper to return for the Vikings. Crowd is coming alive. The sidelines is coming alive. That's how you know you have playoff football tied to 14 apiece as this second half is about to get underway. Severdelli gets this signal. It is a boot, and it's going to bounce and go into the end zone. No return as the Tigers' defense walk onto the field. And welcome back, Steve. Welcome back, Dave. we got a great second half of football here. 14-14. But a lot of mistakes for Marple in the game. Westchester East going to be a lot of credit to those guys up front in the secondary. But that last drive from Marple was key. Driving downfield, huge pass play, and then capped it off with a slant inside to Dash Dolgarian, and then the two-point conversion tied up 14-14. 12 minutes on the clock. Ball is spotted at the 20 for Thompson. It's going to be a pitch to the outside for Cooper. He's got the edge and more, and he is still on his feet and being knocked at the 35. Cooper, that's that play they ran to set up their first touchdown. Number he gets the pitch outside, and this time he picks up a first down. Just finally brought down by Tommy Long, number 54. But up before a first down run, great way to open up the second half if you're Coach Guerrero and the Vikings offense. 14-yard carry puts the ball at the 34 for the Vikings. Good play call in their first play out of the half. Thompson is going to be a pitch now to this side, the near side, and Christian is knocked up. And they're going to, so no flag though. The ball's going to be spotted at the 40. I thought it could have been holding. Yeah, guy got turned around there, but no call. They're letting them play a little bit. Um, but same play to the left side, to the wide side of the field. Little pitch. They're not reading anything. They're just pitching that. They're trying to get their speed to the outside. I like the design, but Marlboro Town does a better job there on second, on first down to hold them to about six yards. Cooper, six yard carry. Second down and four. Thompson, pistol formation. Cooper to back behind him. High snap. It goes to Cooper. He's going to come to the near side. And he is going to be hit by a group of Tigers. They're going to dive on the ball, but they're going to say he was down. And on the tackle is Christiana along with Kotsakatsis. 
That's a first down. and move the change. Back-to-back first downs for the Westchester East Viking offense. This is a very important drive. A lot of coaches will say the opening drive of the second half is the most important. It sets the tone for the rest of this ballgame. So far, so good for the Vikings. Three straight carries for Cooper. 11 yards. Ball's on the 45. First down and 10. It's now going to be a pitch to the outside on the far side for Cooper. And he's going to get that edge. And he's going to be knocked at the 49. So another good three, four, five yard gain. Yeah, and they'll keep going back to that play until Marbury Town can stop him. Marbury Town stopped him late in the first half. The force that pump before it was a disaster on Marbury Town, but. All Cooper's doing, he's getting that ball, and he's he's being patient. He's not just running to the side. He's being patient, waiting for blockers, and then cutting up the seam. And does a good job there. Four-yard gain, you'll take it on first down. Second down and six, just under ten minutes here in the third quarter. Number 15, their big tight end, and Carroll goes in motion. High snap, and it is a fumble, and the ball's still rolling around. Marple Newtown's going to recover it. And on the recovery was number nine, Kyle Tobin. Just what you want if you're Marple Newtown. You had some mistakes of your own in the first half. This time, Westchester East makes a mistake. And when you're in a ball game with a 10-1 team, that's won a league, that's been rolling all season long, you can't make mistakes. Marple Newtown was making all the mistakes thus far. Westchester East finally makes a mistake. Let's see if Marple Newtown can capitalize on it. First down and 10 at the Vikings' 24-yard line. This drive will begin with 9.41 here in the third quarter. Paletti, four wide receivers, pistol, behind him is Weathers. He looks to his right, he's going to go that way. They're going to call a reception by Cameron Mathis, who's going to be down at the 10. He was hit w- way before he caught that ball. No call, great reception, short hands of Cameron Mathis once again inside on a comeback route, and that's going to be a first down. About the 13-yard line, Marple Newtown ready to strike. 11-yard reception for the senior. Read option, goes to Weathers. Full head of steam, runs into his own blocker. He looked like he was going to try and get into that end zone. Yeah, good run there on first down. I think about four or five yards there. Ball's going to be spotted at the nine. They're going to move it up a yard. Got nine minutes to go here in the third. Westchester opened up, two great First down plays, and then that snap over the quarterback's head. Marple Newtown trying to take advantage here. Tied ball game. Second down and six. Paletti gives it right back to Weathers, up the gut. But the Vikings' defense stays intact. Good job by the front four, not allowing any penetration. That looks like that's number 58 in on the play for the Vikings. Cedric Duby. The senior defensive lineman, he stays home, waits for Paletti to hand it off on the read option, then crashes in and gets the running back, Marlon Weathers, down for a short gain. It'll be third down and six inside the 10-yard line for Marple Newtown. Interesting to see if this is four-down territory or not with this win condition if you even want to attempt a field goal. Ball spotted at the seven. Two wide receivers on the far side for Paletti, who stands in the pistol. They bring the house. Paletti's going to throw it towards the edge of the end zone. Intended for Carmen Christiani. He had to come back for that one. Yeah, that's a snake route. You got the snake route inside. You got the slant route inside. They run that snake. He had him, but it was a good play on the ball late. I believe Gray came in number two late and got his hands on it. 
Unfortunately, it wasn't intercepted, but it was a nice play design. It's going to bring up fourth down, and they are going to bring in the field goal unit. So I like this. Take the points. See if you can get some points off turnovers. But the Vikings defense, excellent job. Could have been a lot more disastrous for them, but their defense held. And let's see if they can hold them to three, maybe nothing. It's about a 26-yard field goal attempt for Riley Philman. Clean snap, kick is up, the kick is good. Philman gives Marble Newtown a 17-14 lead. Here with 7.15 remaining in the third quarter. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Nobody covers the Delaware County high school sports scene like the Delaware County Daily Times. No matter what the season or the type of sport, football to soccer to lacrosse to wrestling to track to basketball and baseball, virtually every high school sport for every high school in the Delaware County. For complete coverage of today's games, pick up your copy of the Delaware County Daily Times wherever newspapers are sold or go online at www.delcotimes.com. If it happened in Delaware County, it's in the Delaware County Daily Times. Welcome back. Marple Newtown tacks on O'Reilly Philman field goal from 26 yards out to give them a 17-14 lead. Turnover's been the story of the game, Steve. Yep, three for Marple, one for Westchester East. Three crucial ones for Marple. And you could say four, really, with that block punt. So... In the return is Hirsch and Cooper for the Vikings. Severdelli gets a signal for the Tigers. It is a good boot. It's going to be returnable from the four-yard line. Full head of steam. He's still on his feet. He's at the 40. Hirsch is going to get down the sidelines, past the 50. And he is going to be finally knocked down, but in Marple Newtown territory, and they're in business down at the 35-yard line. You could just see that develop. A few Tigers guys kind of ran into each other, and the middle of the field opened up, and Hirsch took advantage of it up the up the middle, then cut back towards the Tigers' sideline. But you could just see that develop, and you knew that it was bad for Marple Newtown the whole way. Fortunately for them, they were able to save a touchdown, saving tackle, and going to be first down and 10 at Marple Newtown's 35-yard line for Thompson and his Viking offense. They take over 740 here. Their second possession of the second half. Tigers just added a field goal after the turnover. Thompson, shotgun, trip formation to the far side. On his right hip is Cooper. He's going to take it up the gut. He's going to make one tackler miss. Another one, number 16 is Mathis, but there's a flag down at the 35 in the area of holding where the play developed, Eric. Yeah, it's either going to be holding or it could be clip as well. They're going to call holding. It looked like there was also a clip, too. Appears to be on number 77. That'll back them up. That's big there. Cooper had a nice run close to a first down, and they were in business, but that's going to stall the drive, and that's two mistakes thus far, a penalty and a big turnover in the first possession of the second half. Now, they're doing these pitches to the outside, Steve. If you're Coach Harry Gicking, how do you adjust to these pitches? Well, you got to have your outside linebacker come up and defend them because you're, you're leaving your uh, defensive end in, in no man's land trying to defend the quarterback and the pitch. First down and 18 from the 43. Another high snap over Thompson's head. This time he's able to jump on it, and he is hot. Ball is going to be all the way back into Westchester East territory at their own 43-yard line. Thompson can't be happy. And this happens. I've seen this happen 
Can't make excuses. You, you got to get the ball back. But when cold weather hits like this, hasn't been cold for a game and all season long. But we're probably in the 40s, almost the 30s tonight, and that ball gets hard. And but those balls can't sound. You got to keep it down. You got to almost graze the grass. You'd rather have that ball bounce than go over your head. So there's got to be some adjustments there for the Viking offense. Loss of 14, second down and 32 from their own 43-yard line. Thompson's going to run a read option to the outside. He's going to pitch it to the Cooper. Patrick Cottis and company is able to knock him out of bounds. They were not fooled on that pitch. No, they weren't. And this time it wasn't just that pitch. It was they, they read it there. It was almost like a triple option. Because a few other times they just the quarterback got it and just pitched it right away. They didn't read anything. This time they read something that allows the defense to flow, and that's going to be a great play there by the Tigers. And it's going to be a the Tigers are lined loss. up. Tigers are lined up in punt. Third down and thirty-three. Carmen Christiana comes all the way up from the safety position. They were fooled with that. That. That penalty. Shotgun formation. Tripped in the near side. Thompson's looking to his right. And he's going to run. Cooper Moss was on him. Intended for number 28. Going across the middle. Alex Hurst. The man that had the big kick return. That's going to force a Viking punt. Fourth and 33. So they've been going backwards this entire second half. Besides that kick return by Hurst. That set up in great field position. It was a penalty. A few bad snaps. And now they're going to have to punt this one away. Larry, real quick, score from around the league. Westchester, Henderson, and Upper Dublin are tied at seven with 20 seconds left in the third quarter, Dave. Gray's punt is going to bounce and nearly get back to the line of scrimmage where this play begins. About 32-yard punt is going to be started at the 26-yard line for the Tigers. And this is a drive right here. This can determine this game. Marple Newtown. Has to put together a nice drive here, whether it's a quick drive that scores points or it's a long drive that takes time off the clock with a three-point lead, deflates a defense where you can end up with points. I mean, this is going to be a big drive here for Paoletti in this offense. First down and 10, 6-10 here in the third quarter for Paoletti and the Tigers. Four wide receivers. It's going to go to Weathers up the gut. A flag is thrown at the 31. It appears that this might be coming back. Eric? Yeah, it's going to come back. It's holding on Marple Newtown. And, yeah, they've been calling it consistently. Holdings on both teams. A lot of laundry being tugged. A lot of laundry being thrown tonight inside. Though The refs have been on top of it. Both teams have a share of holding penalties. And that run's going to be called back. But like what you said, you want to be consistent. They're throwing it on both sides, and you're seeing it, and that's what you have to ask for. Exactly. When it's lopsided, that's that's when you have to worry. But both teams are holding, and now these holding penalties are are hard because it's it's from where you hold them. So now they're really far back here. and just throws up your entire game plan on this drive, what what plays you're going to call. It's going to be on the 17-yard line for the Tigers. First down and 19, Paletti swing pass intended for Dash Dolgarian, incomplete. Little swing pass you had, Dylan Tui and Carmen Christiana. They had their guys, they would have had some lead blockers in front of them. It might have been like a five-yard game, but you'll take that. 
instead of no gain, and that's going to be second down and now 19. So tough situation all due to that holding penalty. One player to feature, though, has been Cameron Mathis. He has been all over the field, whether it's in the secondary or catching the long passes down the field. He has been a player from Marple Newtown to keep an eye on here in the second half as they come out. Trip formation near side. Second down and 19. Ball spot on the 17. Westchester East Springs blitz. Paoletti rolling to his right. He's looking down the field and is bad out of bounds by number one. Devin Williams intended for Dolgarian along the sideline. That's a nice play by Williams. He just got a fingertip in there to bat that away. That would have been a nice reception. Would have been good for about 15 or some yards. Been close to a first down, but great play by Williams. He had a few interceptions last week, I believe, against Unionville. He had one against Unionville, which set them up in good uh, field position for that game-winning drive. So this is, the, this is the secondary. This whole defense has been playing lights out through three and a half, two and a half quarters. Incomplete pass sets up third down and 19 for Coach Gicking's squad. Crowd comes alive. Paletti looks to his right. He's going to roll and nearly at back of his end zone. He's just going to launch it down the field for a wide open Cameron Mathis who drops the ball at the 50. the third drop for these Marple Newtown receivers tonight. Wouldn't have been a touch yet because they're a little underthrown. He was on he was on the roll, but it would, would have been a remarkable play by Pan, Anthony Paoletti. It looked like he got his face mask tugged in the end zone, but it was a good no call. He rolls to his right towards the Tiger side and throws across field to a wide open receiver who keeps the play alive, doesn't stop his route. And again, we've seen a drop by Christiana we've never seen, and we've seen a drop by Mathis we don't see. So some uncharacteristic things that we don't see by these players are happening, and now Philman's going to have to punt this away. Cooper and Saloon back to return for the Vikings. Hawks hold it at 531, fourth down and 19. Clean snap for Philman, boots this one away. Not another pretty kick. It's going to roll and continue to roll. It's going to be down at the 50-yard line to begin this drive for Westchester East. You know, not a great punt in terms of what Philman can do. Uh, but, you know, Brescia Reese is going to take over here. 5.23 to go, down by three, 17-14. They have some excellent field position at the 50. First down and 10 for Thompson and the Vikings. Another score from around the league. Henderson now leads 14-7 over Dublin. 5.23 to begin this drive for Thompson. Sends a man in motion. It's going to be a handoff to Cooper up the gut. He's still on his feet. He'll lose one tackler, and he's going to be down near the first down marker. That's an excellent run there by Cooper on first down. Up the middle. That's going to move the chains. Carmen Christiana on the tackle for the Tigers. Cooper gets down to the 39-yard line. Good job by him. 11 yards on the carry. Four wide receivers for the Vikings. Cooper on Thompson's left hip. Tigers bring blitz. It's going to be a quick pass to number 35 and be wrapped up at the line of scrimmage. Good job by the Tigers and Shalom on the reception. That's Luke Cantwell. Eric's player to watch as well as Larry's. And he comes in and makes a nice play there. On the swing pass outside, nothing doing for just about one yard gain. Second and nine, Dave. 
One yard on the reception. Not many passes tonight for Thompson, but he's made the most out of him on that quick slant for a touchdown in the first half. Main goes in motion for Thompson. The big tight end. It's going to be a handoff to Cooper, who's going to weave his way down at the line and continue to churn his feet. He's dragging this pile. Ball's going to be spotted down at the 32. Seven-yard carry for Cooper. Yeah, great shifty run there by Cooper. I mean, he it looks like Marlon Weathers in that backfield. They know how to read their blocks, use their body weight to go side and side to side. And it's a good run there. Six yards, third down and three. And you're in four-down territory if you're the Vikings. 3.45 here in the third quarter. Vikings trail by three. Marple Newtown had a field goal after the turnover. Vikings looking to cash in. Trip formation on the far side. Their big tight end goes in motion once again. And Carroll, is it going to be a handoff to Cooper? Or there's going to be a hold in the backfield. Yep, that's going to be a hold. Miller and looked like the blitzing linebacker, the B or C gap. Couldn't tell there. It was Tommy Long. Both got tackled. And that's going to come back. It looks like he might have been short by a couple inches, but this hold's going to be big. It's going to bring up another third down. Well, now we see Marple Newtown's drive get halted because of holding. Now this severely backs them up because now it puts it third down and nearly 13. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a huge. And now that takes you out of four-down territory. Depending on what happens here, you're looking at Westchester Street having to punt it away, or as it would have been third down, fourth down in inches and inches. They were definitely going to go for with Cooper in the backfield and a big quarterback like Thompson. Backs them up to the 45-yard line. Third down and 16 for Thompson and company. Four wide receivers. On his right hip is Cooper. He's making an audible at the line of scrimmage. And there's a flag, most likely delay of game, I believe. Yeah, when it comes from the back judge, they're going to call false start. But when, when that... Back judge throws it, usually a delay game. It's going to be a false start against the Vikings. Another five-yard penalty. Ball's going to be spotted now at midfield where they began. Actually, that was the umpire in the middle, right? The linebacker level. He'd throw it. He saw some movement up front. He'd throw it, and it's going to be third and 29. This is huge here for the Tigers' defense. 255 and change here in the third quarter. Trip formation on the far side for Thompson. It's going to be a quick pass, and there's going to be a flag in the secondary. Number 35 was able to hold in the Shalom, but another foul. Eric was unsure about this one. Yeah, the referees are talking about it. I'm not 100% sure. It might be on Marple, though for possibly a hold on Marple. It was thrown in the secondary, so usually it's something on the defense, but everyone on the Tigers are pointing to Westchester Street. I know that doesn't really matter, but... uh, Well, he's talking to Coach Guerrero on the far side, so it most likely is against Marple Newtown to see what they want to do. And now they're going to move the ball back, so... Holding against Marple Newtown... So they're going to mark it off 10 yards from that spot. Yep, defensive holding. So, so it's going to be third down and 10. After all that, we've seen them go back to the 50. Now they're back at the 40. It's back and forth. Both teams have been stuck in between the 40s besides that field goal. 
after that high snap. But other than that, I mean, it's been back and forth. Both defenses are playing excellent. Ball spotted at the 40-yard line for the Vikings. Westchester East. Fred formation on the far side. Now Cooper lines up as a wide receiver. Thompson rolls to his right. Cooper gets out of the pocket and is off the hands of 35 incomplete. And I think fourth down and 11. Be surprised if he doesn't punt this one away. No punter yet for Coach Guerrera. It looks like they're going to go for it. Well, you're getting close to the fourth quarter here. And they're going to, yeah, they're going to leave the Thompson out on the field. He gives him a play call. So being aggressive here. Fourth down and 11. 2-12 here in the third quarter. Marble Newtown on top, 17-14. to Thompson comes out. Shotgun formation trips to the far side. To his left is Cooper. He's looking, looking, looking. Tobin's going to be in on the play and a Marple Newtown sack. Turnover on downs. Marple Newtown takes over on offense. Ain't nothing quite like a defensive end bending that corner. As you saw, number nine, Kyle Tobin, bend that corner, use that rip move, and come in from behind of Thompson and rip him down. Huge playoff fourth down. Nothing better than a D lineman getting a sack. Tobin gets his seventh sack of the season. Tigers take over, 2.06 here in the third quarter. First down and 10 from the 45-yard line. Four wide receivers for Paoletti. The lone tailback is Weathers. That's the way they go. It's going to go up to gut. The Vikings are not fooled. Silva and company were awaiting them after a one-yard carry. Tigers cannot. I've talked about trying to sustain drive, trying to get some points. Right here, you can't get penalty yards. You gotta get positive yards here, cause if you go three and out, you punt it away, you flip field position. You haven't done it all game long because of penalties or mistakes. You flip field position, you pin them inside, and your defense has been stopping them all game long. This is a critical drive to make no mistakes. Second down and nine for the Tigers. Four wide receivers. Paletti looks to his left. He goes in that direction, over the middle. Intended for Dolgarian, he threw that in traffic. Fallon nearly intercepted it. You have to have a lot of confidence to let that one go, and he threw that in a lot of traffic. You said to Dolgarian, he trusts Dolgarian, he trusts his arm. Nearly intercepted. Paletti got lucky there, and it's going to bring a third down and nine for the Tigers' offense. Ball is spotted at the 46. But again, you know, you don't get anything here. It's fourth and nine. You didn't go backwards, and Philman will be able to punt this one away. And flip the field position. Paletti, empty backfield, five wide receivers. Needs to get nine yards, and there's a false start. It's going to back them up five. Looks like they got one of the receivers that left the line early. And that's what I'm talking about. You can't have these penalties. And this is only five yards. This isn't ten-plus yards on a holding. So, you know, it doesn't hurt you as much, but, you know, you can't go backwards because, again, it flips the field position. Larry, scores from around the league. Bishop Shanahan is now within seven after scoring a touchdown against Academy Park. It is 20-13 with just under a minute left in the third quarter. Thank you, Larry. Here in Kosher Keystone Stadium, we have a tight one, 17-14. Third down and 14 for Paoletti. Empty backfield, five wide receivers. 
He looks to his left, comes back to his right. He's going to step up in the pocket and scramble. Scrambles rule is in full effect. He makes three-man miss. He's at the 50 and lunges forward. That was all Anthony Paoletti nearly gets the first down. If you're coach kicking, you hear him yelling beef, you're going for it. After that effort by Anthony Paoletti right there, ain't no way you're sending the punting team. This is about fourth down and a couple inches. Maybe just a yard, but Anthony Paoletti, wow. His arm might not have been great tonight thus far, but on the legs, dealing in the pocket, he's been doing great. What a run by Big Tony. Fourth down in inches from the 46-yard line. He's going to keep himself, pick up a Marple Newtown first down with 35 seconds remaining. Momentum is swinging towards Coach Gicking's squad. That right side of the line behind Miller. And it looked like Anthony Gomez just caved in the left side of the defensive line of Westchester East. And Big Tony goes to the right side, picks up the first down. Tigers are moving. Ball is now spotted at the 42. So four yards for Big Tony on the sneak. Handoff goes to Weathers. What a job by the linebacker to come up from his position. Fallon has been all over the field. It's going to be a loss of one on the carry. Yeah, Fallon, as you said, all over, almost had an interception. And this clock's going to run out, but a great defensive stop right there. Going to bring up second down when we come back, Dave. Tigers lead 17-14, to heading into the fourth. We are at Crozier Keystone Stadium. You're listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Searching for a reliable heating and air conditioning company? Then DZO Mechanical is here to fulfill your every need. Privately owned, DZO offers residential and commercial services in heating, air conditioning, and ventilation. Since 2000, DZO has proudly served the Delaware County and Tri-State area, offering customers great service at fair rates. For a free estimate, call DZO at 484 454-3346 or online at www.dzomechanical.com If you suffer from back or neck pain, injury or headaches, then Dr. Tom Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center are here to help. Dr. Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center have been serving Delaware County residents for over 15 years. They take a gentle approach and utilize current techniques to help manage your pain. To address your back and neck-related pain or injuries, call the Advanced Chiropractic Center today at 610-356-2300 or visit drtomgraziano.com and tell them the Tigers Radio Network sent you. They are coming alive here in Crozier Keystone Stadium. We begin the fourth. Tigers just got a much-needed first down, but a handoff to Weathers goes for a loss of one. Second down and 11 to begin this drive. It's going to be keeper by Paoletti, who is using his legs instead of his arm. Good job. We said it earlier. That read option, they're going to cash in eventually. Yeah, you, you keep running into the weathers. Paoletti is eventually going to pull, and he's done it a couple times thus far and picks up good yardage there on second and 11. So third down and about five after the six-yard gain. We'll see what Coach Kicking decides to do here. I believe you're in four-down territory after the Tigers. Paoletti comes out. Two wide receivers. Lone tailback is Weathers. It's going to go that way. He's going off tackle. He's still on his feet. And he launches forward for a Marple Newtown. First down at the 30-yard line. Give him seven. They got that extra lineman in there, Mike Miller. He's, he's on the edge. He's 
the extra tackle on the right side next to Anthony Goodman. They run that side with the uh, up back. Couldn't tell who it was with Dolgarian or number nine, Tobin, but that halfback position. And they're telling you, we're running power at you, and that's what they did there. They picked up the first down. Excellent job up front by the Tigers. First down in 10 from the 30. Paletti, pistol, behind him is Weathers. Goes in that direction once again. Goes off tackle, stays on his feet. There is a flag down on the plays. The carry goes down to about the 27-yard line. Number 44 of Henderson and Erfel made the tackle, but it's going to go against Marple Newtown. Did you see the call, Eric? Yeah, it looked like a chop block that the referee just called on Marple. If, if that's the case, Eric, that's, that's 15 yards. They're still talking about it. And when the back judge throws it, yeah, I'm not sure. That's not a personal. I don't know how much. It's at least 10. Yeah, they're going to mark off 15. When the back judge throws it, it's usually a chop block because he's got that angle. And, uh, see, that pushes you back. So both teams this half have been getting crucial penalties that have been stalling drives. And Marple Newtown looked like they were driving here to extend this lead, possibly go up by 10. And now they're all the way back at the Westchester East 45-yard line. First and 25. Big penalty. First down and 25. Paoletti in the pistol standing at the 50. He's going to roll to his left and heave it down the field intended for Cameron Mathis once again. Dies for it at the 5 and he's down at the 4. Give him 46 yards on the pitching catch. That's how you, that's how you answer a big 15-yard penalty. You throw a bomb downfield. To Cameron Mathis, who I think with that catch puts him over a thousand for the season. Tigers are inside the five, first down and goal. I said at the beginning of the game, it's the one-on-one matchups, and Cameron Mathis has been the player to go to for the Tigers, not only in the second half, but the first half as well. First down and goal from the four. Paletti, pistol. It's going to be a handoff to Weathers on the near side, and he is going to be in for a Marple Newtown touchdown. They run power to the left side. They pull with James Diamond, the backside guard. He leads the way, and Marlon Weathers does the rest. Great job up front. What a drive. 23-14, to pending to film an extra point as a player is down on the field. Player is down on the field. Official calls timeout. We're going to take a timeout ourselves. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Zenith Public Adjusters proudly supports the Marple Newtown Football Tigers, Coach Gicking, and his staff. Zenith Public Adjusters ask, if you feel you may have property damage to your home or business, to allow us an opportunity to review your coverage and consult on the full extent of your damages. All consultations are at no cost. Zenith Public Adjusters remains immensely grateful to all of our existing and past customers. Customer referrals make up over 95% of our client base. When disaster strikes, call morning, noon, or night. Zenith Public Adjusters are open and ready for your call. Call 610-359-8454 for more details. Once again, that is 610-359-8454. Berman's Medical Supplies specializes in urological supplies, including cat. Berman's Medical Supplies specializes in urological supplies, including catheters. Berman's offers top-of-the-line products with discreet delivery. 
We deliver same-day to local residences and guarantee overnight shipping to anyone living outside of our delivery area. Our patient-centered customer service has established Berman's as one of the region's premier providers of urological supplies. For the medical supplies you need, when you need them, call toll-free at 844-800-5777. Selling or buying a home is serious business. And for serious business, the key to your success is to work with an experienced agent. Century 21 Alliance agent Sandra McCulley has 15 years of real estate experience and is a lifelong resident of Delaware County. Sandra is a multi-million dollar producer and a Century 21 Quality Service Award agent. Her three children are Strathaven graduates. Let Sandra's experience be your advantage in today's multifaceted real estate market. Call Sandra now to discuss your home buying or selling needs at 610-586-1300, extension 353. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Welcome back as Weathers finds the end zone once again, this time from four yards out to give Marple Newtown a 23-14 lead. In the kick, the extra point is Riley Philman out of the Carmen Christiana hole. Clean snap kick is up. The kick is good. Filming gives Marple Newtown 24 to 14 lead. We're going to keep it here after the commercial break. Larry, you have some uh, scores from around the league? Academy Park is back up 13 over Bishop Shanahan. They scored with just about 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And just a reminder, the winner of that game will play the winner of this game. As Marple Newtown offense has truly been clicking and has been mainly the Cameron Mathis down the field. Yeah, when they needed a big play, it's been Paoletti to Mathis. And it's been, uh, you know, at times Marble Newtown looked like they were in trouble, and they connect Pele to Mathis, and that's made things a lot better. Set them up with two touchdowns, and Marple Newtown with this 10-point lead, and the kind of defense they have, only allowing four and a half points a game this season. Um, you know, they're in a good position. Eric, you're the one seeing these catches. It looks like a box out almost as he goes up and grabs it. Yeah, Cameron Mathis is doing a fantastic job of just getting in better position than the D-back. Uh, but like you alluded to earlier, that one-on-one coverage is just, Marple is just winning that battle. But most importantly, Cameron R- Mathis is just making plays when his team needs them. Um, you know, let's see if they can stay away from the penalties, though, for the rest of this game because they, they've been killer. Back to return for the Vikings is... Hirsch alongside Cooper. Taking this one away for the Tigers is Civerdelli. I didn't see a Steve, penalty. Did you see a pe- Eric, did you see a penalty? Yeah, I I didn't see what it was, but I saw after the extra point, I saw the referee was assessing it on the kickoff. It had to be either roughing the kicker or a late hit for a personal foul because the ball is now spotted at the 45-yard line of Westchester East. Probably boom it, Steve, or just squib kick? I would kick this one deep out of the end zone. Don't let it return. And that's what they elect to do. It's not going to be returnable. The Vikings will take the ball at the 20, and they will be in this drive with 10-08 here. So... 
Tigers defense have done a good job, especially when the Vikings haven't had good field position. But when the Vikings have field position across the 50 in the Tigers' territory, they've been hitting on all cylinders. That's why they have 14 points in that first half. So, you know, let's see what happens here. Let's see what Thompson can do coming out here down 10. First down and 10 for Thompson at the 20-yard line. Four wide receivers. Carroll's in the slot form. Right next to him is Cooper. And that's where he goes, and he is going to be hit in the backfield. Good job by the Tigers. Long to come up from his linebacker position. Yeah, Tommy Long comes in and undercuts Cooper for a short one-yard gain. It's going to be second down and nine. So Coach Greer decides to start off running the ball. We'll see if he lets Thompson throw it a little bit. Can't get out of your game plan, though. I know you're down 10, but there is 9.45 to go in this game. One-yard carry. Second down and nine for Thompson, who stands in the shotgun. He's going to look to his left and come back to his right, and it's going to be a screen pass to number 28. That is Hirsch, and he's going to have some running room and down at the 32 for a Viking first down. like the play call. That's that hammer screen. Run, receiver comes inside, goes behind a wall, blockers, and they pick up a first down. Great call, play call there. And it's going to move the chains. 9.24 and counting. 9.20. And Thompson and this offense are trying to get something to go. Checking into the game is Cantwell. First down and 10 from the 32. Thompson's looking to his left. He's going to air it out. It's another completion down at the 40 this time. He's short. Tackled by Luke Cantwell. Real quick, we want to thank our listeners tonight, our Marlboro Newtown fans. Been listening all year. Anyone out of state listening, we appreciate it. And we welcome our new fans from Westchester East. Enjoying the game. Home. Your toasty home. Not out here in the cold <laughs> weather. So we do appreciate it. Even in the booth. Second down. And two, ball spotted at the 40 after the eight-yard completion. Unsure we got that reception, though. It's going to be a pitch to Cooper, and he has some running room. He's on his feet, and he tackled down at the 50 and lunged forward into Marple Newtown territory. Ball is spotted at the 49. I think he might have tripped it. I don't know if anyone tackled him, but he had a lot of running room. And then goes down, but a great run there. That pitch play has been hurting the Tigers. They're across midfield now, 8.20 remaining, down by 10. First down and 10 from the 49. 8.15 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Tigers on top, 24-14. to 14. Thompson looks to his left. He's going to go over the middle, and Carmen Christiana lays the hammer. Number 35 of the Vikings went over the middle, and Mike Saloom, and it was broken up by the senior captain. And the good thing is he made a play on the ball. Mike Saloon tried to haul that in, but he made a play on the ball. He didn't lead with his helmet. We saw him earlier, and you get called with that, the safety position. You kind of want to come in and make a booming hit, but he makes a play on the ball, and that's why it was a clean play, second down and 10 now for the Vikings offense. Two wide receivers on the far side, one on the near side. Cooper on Thompson's right hip as it's second down and 10. They fake it to Cooper, and it's going to be Hurst who's upended down at the 46-yard line. That's Luke Cantwell once again. So Coach Harrigan brings a fake blitz there. He shows blitz by A.J. Kachikazi, and he backs off. But they, as you said, fake it to Cooper, throw it out to Hirsch, and he is upended. Second down and seven, Dave. Three yards on the pitching catch. 
Third down and seven. Thompson goes to his left. He's going to roll back to his right and go over the middle. And it is broken up, intended for Carroll. Luke Cantwell, Carmen Christian were both in on the coverage. That's going to be up a big fourth down here. you you got to go for it if you're Coach Guerrero. Down by ten. A little over seven to go in this game. It's all or nothing here. You have to have to convert here. Clock's halted at 725. We'll see if Coach Guerrero likes to use a timeout. Fourth down and seven. Big play here for the Vikings. Shotgun formation. Four wide receivers. Thompson looks to his right. He's going to be pressured by Tobin. And just throw it over. And that's going to be pass interference on number 54 of Marple Newtown. Tommy Long, pass interference. He got there a little early. I think he pulled him down. It's a good call. And that's going to extend the drive for 15 yards here. I mean, there was no doubt about that. The wide receiver reached for the ball, and Long was just grabbing him. Not sure if he even would have called it if he didn't interfere with him. But nonetheless, that's going to be 15 yards and a first down. And that keeps this drive going. And if you're Marple Newtown coach, you can't be happy. You can't keep this team alive. But they're not going to go down. They're not going to go down quitting. This is a tough team. This is the lowest seed to advance in the 5A bracket. And they belong here. But, Steve, the pressure was Tobin. It's been there all night. Ball spotted at the 31. First down and 10 for Westchester East. Shotgun, four wide receivers. Give me that pitch once again. And Mike Miller just throws him to the ground at the 40. What a job by the big fella. He ran into a wall there, Cooper did. And he's ripped down by Mike Miller. So that pitch play, nothing doing on it that time. That's going to be second down and 17 for the Viking offense. They give him forward progress. They add on two yards to put the ball at the 38. <laughs> second down and 17. Thompson, shotgun, four wide receivers. Thompson comes back to his right, in and out of the hands of his intended target, and Alex Hirsch unable to reel it in at the 30. Yeah, it looked like it was a little thrown behind him. He should have had it, though, but incomplete. Coverage by Dylan Conan there. It was a very catchable ball, though. Third down and 17, and now if you're Coach Ware, you're in four-down territory. You're down by 10, 6.30 to go. And you don't need it all right here. You don't need it all right here. Making a more manageable fourth down. Third down and 17. From the 38. Shotgun. Four wide receivers. Carroll wasn't ready for it. It's going to be a screen pass. And it's caught by Cooper. And he's still on his feet. He continues. He's still on his feet. And he's going to ride a Marble Newtown defender for a first down. Ball is going to be spotted down at the 20. Excellent play call there and execution by the Viking offense. Marple Newtown's defensive ends have been running up the field, getting pressure all night long. How do you stop that? You throw a screen pass right in the middle of the field, and Cooper does the rest. Good blocking. First down by Westchester East. What a call. Big reception by Cooper to continue to plow his legs. First down and 10 at the 19 now. Thompson's going to... Throw a curl route intended for his target on the far side. 
It was intended for number nine along the sideline. And Michael Gray, he's the one that had the touchdown reception earlier. He had a seven-yard one to begin this game. Yep, so Marple Newtown has put them in situations fourth and long, which they get a first down automatically with a penalty, and then third and long, they get it on the screen pass. So Marple Newtown has been hurting themselves, but you got to give a lot of credit to the Vikings offense. Second down and 10 from the 19. Trips on the near side. He's going to roll that way, and it's going to be caught by Hirsch and tackled by Dolgarian, but not before a decent gain, third down and manageable in or around the 10-yard line. Yeah, they're close to a first down here. Third and about one, as you said, Dave. And I expect this ball is going to Cooper behind this offensive line. It's third down and one from the eleven. 5.30 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Thompson is going to be a handoff to Cooper. Miller's chasing him down, but he's going to be in for a touchdown. 11 yards out was Cooper. He faked up the middle and bounced it to the outside. There, within striking distance. That is an impressive drive right there by East. As they went down the field, converted on some big, big plays. Fourth downs, third downs. And right there, Cooper finishes off. You knew that ball was going to Cooper. You just didn't know where. He bounces outside after the middle was crowded. And with this extra point, they can be within three. 11 yards out in the kick. The extra point is Bonnet. And his kick is good. Tigers now only up three. 24 to 21. 521 remaining in the fourth. We have a good one on our hands. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Wherever weights are racked, rackets are swung. To move is to live. And wherever you find bodies in motion, you'll find people who've rebuilt their lives with the help of Rothman Institute. Balls are pitched, skates are laced. More bones repaired, more joints replaced. Nobody in our region has done more for more bodies than Rothman. Lawns are mowed, swings are pushed. So when you're ready to run again, ride again, move again, live again, think Rothman first. RothmanInstitute.com Welcome back. As Westchester East gets on the board, scores from around the league are going to be provided by Larry. We have a final between Springfield and Great Valley. Springfield moves on with a 24-10 victory. That is one of the first games to go final. Is there still 521 remaining here in the fourth quarter? Thank you, Larry. Back to return the bonnet kick is Weathers. To his left is Christiana. Marble Newtown has to be paired for an onside kick, even though they do have all three timeouts, both sides. Bonnet's going to boom it, and it's just going to roll into the end zone, but barely. Marple's going to take over. I like that. Kick it deep. You have three timeouts, plenty of time, 520 to go. The way your defense is playing, it's been the staple of this team all season long. Only allowing 17 points a game right around their average right now. And we'll see if they can come up big here to stop this offense and try to force Marble Newtown to punt it. We'll see if Marble Newtown can put a drive together to end this game. 5-21 here in the fourth quarter. Paletti comes out on the 20. First down and 10. Trips formation on the near side. Filming in the slot. The lone tailback is Weathers. Read option. It goes to Weathers. 
and he's going to be met at the line of scrimmage, possibly get him one or two. They have not blown the play dead yet, though. And there's going to be a late flag, possibly a late hit, Eric. It's got to be on. It's got. Yeah. It's got to be on East because. Or on sportsmanlike conduct because uh, it looked like Cantwell was down and he was getting kicked. That's two flags out, so it might be something offsetting. But I'm not sure why the play wasn't blown dead. I mean, his momentum was stopped. But if a player gets kicked like that in the ref season, isn't that an injection? Yeah, it should be. Unsportsmanlike conduct against Westchester East. That's going to be a 15-yard penalty. I didn't see anyone get kicked, but regardless, that's a that's that hurts Westchester East down by three. You can't have those penalties. I know it's Coach Guerrero is yelling at his players, and you can't have. It, but again, you got to put it behind you. You got to move on. This is too good of a team that could be hurt with those type of penalties. So Weathers gets two yards on the carry. In addition to that, they'll put the ball at the 37 for the 15-yard penalty. Trips formation on the far side for Paoletti. Just under five minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. Read option, and it's going to go to Weathers. He's still on his feet. He gets a block. He's in down the sidelines into Westchester East Territory. Ball spotted at their 46-yard line. What a great run there by the sophomore running back, adding on to his 1,000-yard Season on the ground, and he picks up a Tiger first down into Westchester East Territory at the 46-yard line. Two touchdowns tonight gives him 16 for the season and over a thousand yards rushing. First down and 10 for Paoletti. The 46 read option once again. Weathers is going to be met in the backfield. Good job by Fallon. Fallon again all over the field tonight, all season long. He comes in. And makes an outstanding play on Marlon Weathers at the line of scrimmage. Actually, they're going to give him a loss of one. Second and 11 now for the Tigers' offense. As the Tigers can't be in any hurry here, they got to let the clock run out. And But Westchester East does have some timeouts. We'll, we'll see when they start using them. But you can't become predictable on offense. This front seven has been well, lethal. Exactly. You can't play not to lose. you got to, you know, you, you got to play to win. But, again, use some time on the clock. Transformation to the far side. Paletti, read option. It's going to keep himself, Fallon, and company. He's able to bottom up and slam him backwards. They're going for the ball, but he was able to get back to the original line of scrimmage and mark it down at the 46. Give him a yard. Tigers are content here. I like that little QB keeper, but nothing doing. You have 350 in counting here. Both teams full timeouts. And some personnel change. One guy in, one guy out. He can't well in. Two he checks out. And see what Coach Gicken calls here. Third down and nine. 3.30 remaining. Paletti, pistol. Trip formation to the far side. And Coach Gicken's going to burn a timeout. We're going to step aside. Tigers on top, 24-21. to 3.26 remaining here in the fourth quarter. You are listening to Marple Newtown Football and the Tigers Radio Network. High school playoff football is almost here. HavenFootball.net will be bringing you all the playoff excitement by broadcasting one playoff game each week right up to the District 1 championships. Playoffs start November 4th. Don't miss one minute of all the excitement and thrills of playoff football. Go to HavenFootball.net for dates and times of each broadcast. Our broadcasts will be available live and on our archives. HavenFootball.net. High school football never sounded so good. 
This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Welcome back. Tigers leading 24-21. They need 326 to advance to the semifinal. Eric, what is Coach Kicking telling his squad? Kind of what you guys were saying up there. Like, let's play to win this game. Let's play not. Let's not play to not to lose. So you know, let's play. Let's let's keep the foot on the gas and let's go. Big play here for Paoletti. He's gonna fake the screen and go deep down the field and tend for Carmen Cristiano, who reels it in at the thirty. What a catch! He comes up clutch. He drops a pass earlier, and that gives Marple Newtown a much needed. First down. When the Tigers look back on this game, they're going to see three huge catches. Two by Mathis, one by Christiana there. And huge critical times. And what a grab there. Huge third down play. And Paoletti converts to Mathis. But you think that screen to set up that play is Paoletti rolled to his right. He was looking down the field all the way. I thought he had the home run pass. Yeah, he did, and I guess he didn't think he could throw throw it, uh, couldn't step into it with some pressure, but he was able to roll out. He's been doing it all game long, rolling out, and, uh, you know, what a great connection there. So the first down has 318 as Guerrera of Westchester East Burn to timeout. Once again, scores from around the league. Springfield 24, Great Valley 10. They advance to the semifinal. Appears that Academy Park's on their way as well. They're the number one and two seeds. Marple well, Newtown's the three. If AP holds on, they will host either Marple or Westchester East, the winner of tonight's game. And we have 318 to decide that here at Crozier Keystone, Dave. First down and 10 from the 30. Paoletti. Read option. Goes to Weathers. He's going to sidestep the tackler and then fall over at the line of scrimmage. Good job by the big guys up front. And Fallon once again gains another tackle. Can't wait to see his score sheet. Yeah, he's been all over the field. He has 10-plus tackles. I mean, Coach Herrera said he has 15 to 20 tackles a game. And he's been all over the field. You can see why. We're going to step aside real quick. Marple Newtown. Let's come to the sidelines after a Westchester East timeout. You're listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. Searching for a reliable heating and air conditioning company? Then DZO Mechanical is here to fulfill your every need. Privately owned, DZO offers residential and commercial services in heating, air conditioning, and ventilation. Since 2000, DZO has proudly served the Delaware County and Tri-State area, offering customers great service at fair rates. For a free estimate, call DZO at 484-454-3346 or online at www.dzomechanical.com. Welcome back to Kojer Keystone Stadium. 312 remaining after Westchester East burned their second timeout. They have one remaining. Tigers come out in their formation. Pistol. Two wide receivers. The back is Weathers. It's going to be a read option. Kept by Paoletti who runs into two or three. Number 44 of Westchester East was able to bring him down. That is Matt Erfel, but there was a couple others as well. Yeah, they've been doing a good job of bottling up Paoletti on those keepers. Ain't no Paoletti can run the ball. That big frame of his. He runs over a defender, but only for a short game. Third down and eight. 
And this is huge right here. Coach Guerrero is going to keep his timeout in the back pocket. I like the decision here. And third down and eight. Let's see what happens here, Dave. Gain of two on the Paoletti keeper. Timeout, Marple Newtown on the field. We're going to keep it here, though. 2.31 remaining. So Coach Gicken calling two timeouts on two big third downs. And some people might be saying, why are you calling a timeout with the clock? He's waiting until the play clock's all the way down to burn that timeout. And you have those timeouts. you got to use them because this is a big situation. you got a first down here. The game's not over, technically, because of how much time's left. And they still have a timeout. But... Mm-hmm. This is this will be huge if you're able to convert here. And then if you don't get it, what do you do? I mean, you're it's too far for a field goal. You ain't gonna punt it, so you know you're gonna go for it here. So Marple doesn't need it all right here on third down and eight. So you think you go for a couple of yards, try and set up fourth down and manageable, but you want to keep that clock ticking. That's the most important part. It's only eight yards. I think you go for it, and if you don't get it, you you, you go for fourth and eight. But, you know, if you catch something short and it's fourth and one, yeah, it's, it's probably better. Well, of but course. We'll see. Here we go. See what Coach Dicking drew up. Third down and eight. Ball's at the 28. Paletti. Two wide receivers on the near side. Two on the far side. Behind him is Weathers. He's going to look to his left. He's going towards the sideline, and it is caught incomplete. They wave it off. He was bobbling it. That's Carmen Christiana along the sidelines. And he was bobbling it, and I thought he did regain possession, but when he regained it, he was out of bounds. So that's going to stop the clock. And going to get, I don't know if he would have had the first down either, but regardless, it's fourth down and eight. You've got to keep your offense on the field here and try to go for it. And that's what they're going to do. Fourth down and eight, and this is huge. 2.26 to go. Checking into the game is Riley Philman, the junior wide receiver. Fourth down and eight from the 28. Crowd coming alive here in Crozier Keystone Stadium. Four wide receivers. Pele looks to his left. Clean pocket, goes back to his right. And it is broken up. Three players on the coverage, incomplete. There is a flag down where Paoletti threw it, most likely in the area of holding. And that is the call. So Westchester East declined. They will take over on downs. 2.19 remaining. They'll take over from the 28-yard line. So one timeout to go. 2.19 remaining. And Westchester East has to feel confident. We got, last week they went eight plays, 17 plays. For 70 yards, chewed up eight minutes of the clock for a game-winning field goal. So we know their kicker, Bonnet, his first year playing football. We already know he's icing his veins, hitting that game winner last week against Unionville, at Unionville. So we know he has the leg and can do it tonight to try to tie this game up. But it's off to the Tigers' defense to determine that. Vikings trail by three. Thompson on the curl route. It is knocked down by Mike Miller at the line of scrimmage. Excellent play there by big Mike Miller. He rushes the quarterback, been all over the backfield, can't get to him. You're taught to put your hands up. He did exactly that, gets his hand on it, bats it, incomplete pass. Incomplete pass. Sets up second down and 10 from the 28. 215. Here in the fourth quarter. Four wide receivers for Westchester East and Thompson. Tigers fake blitz. It's going to be a handoff to Cooper, and he is off to the races. 
He's going to be on his feet at the 50. And he continues. He's going to be down at the 40. Let's see where they mark him down. At the 45-yard line. But he was shot out of a cannon on that play. Looked like Tigers were playing pass the way they rush. And Cooper cut him up the middle, bounced it outside. And a huge first down. And they're on the ball here, trailing by three, 24-21. It's going to go right back to him. And Marble Newtown slams him down in the backfield. Two-yard loss. Brings the ball back to the 47-150 in ticking. Nothing doing there. Mike Miller slides down, unblocked, pinches, and makes a play. Great job by him at the defensive end spot. No huddle. Second down and 12. Thompson. He's going to look over the middle. He's going to go that way for his playmaker and Carroll. And the back judge is going to throw a flag. It's going to be on Dolgarian. First down. Couldn't really tell. The referee had, and they're going to huddle up here to see. They're going to try to make a correct call here. I like how they've been doing this on all pass interference plays. They are huddling up. So we'll see what the official call is. It's going to be pass interference against Marble Newtown. That's going to set them up. That's 15 yards. Depending on where they spot this. there. I mean, they definitely have the first down, but they're going to be right at the 32-yard line. And interesting now to note, Anthony Paoletti is now playing defense. He's going to be in the secondary. Ball is at the 32. 132 remaining. They moved him up to middle linebacker. First down and 10. It's going to be a pitch to Thompson on the outside, and he is still on his feet. Cooper gets out of bounds. Man, that guy is all over this drive. It's that pitch play. It's hard to defend. You get it out to your speedy Cooper, and he gets the edge. First down, Westchester East is in business here. 125 to go, down by three, 24 to 21. 16 yards on the carry for Cooper. A minute 25 remaining, first down and 10. Paoletti's in a middle linebacker. Four wide receivers for Thompson. The lone tailback is Cooper. Tigers bring Blitz. It's going to be a screen pass to Hirsch. Hirsch is on his feet, and he's going to be in for a Westchester East touchdown. But flag is down on the field. A flag has been thrown on the field. This is big. They've been throwing them all night long. Not surprised they threw another one. See what this call is. It might be face mask. So the the penalty is at the seven. We're going to see what the official call is because he did get into the end zone. Holding against Westchester East. <laughs> he didn't choose a side for a while there. They everyone hold their breath, and that's big for Marple Newtown, but, you know, they get lucky there. And that is an excellent play call there by Dave Guerrero. Unfortunately, another holding call. They've been calling it all night long on both teams, so they're staying consistent. Not letting you get away with anything. Ball's at the 17. One minute, 17 seconds remaining. First down. And 11 now for Thompson. Had to expect the ball's going to Cooper. And it's going to be a pitch to the outside. And he's going to get that corner. We're going to see if he got in or not. No, it's going to be within the five, though. He is inside the five yard, and that pitch play is hurting this team. They haven't found a way to defend it yet. And it's going to be first down and goal. Westchester East, one timeout, 109 to go. 
And they are in great position to either tie this off or go for the win. They're thinking win all the way. Eric, where's the ball spotted at? It's about right at the three-yard line. Thank you, Eric. First down and goal from the three. Thompson, you have to expect the ball to go in the Cooper, and it does. And he's going to be met in the backfield. What a play by the quarterback, Anthony Paoletti. That's the quarterback. You heard it right. Anthony Paoletti put in late in the game. He's a natural linebacker playing quarterback. He comes in, shoots the gap. Westchester East calls timeout. We're going to keep it here. Paoletti, your quarterback, he's your captain. You put him in on defense to try and make a stop. Season on the line. And what a great play call there by Coach Harry Dicking to send him through the A-gap. He blitzes, and he meets Cooper in the back. And that, that kind of throws off what you want to do. You're inside the five-yard line. You want to just run that ball to Cooper. But now you're back at about the eight-yard line, or seven-yard line, excuse me, second and goal from the seven. So we'll see how the playbook is opened up here by Coach Guerrero. Second down and goal from the seven is Westchester East. Tigers trying to bend, not break. 104 here in the fourth quarter, Crozier Keystone Stadium. Thompson, shotgun on his right hip is Cooper. Clean snap. He's looking to his right and he's going towards the end zone. Incomplete over the top. Intended fire number 28 in Hirsch. Give me third and seven. Again, you're in field goal range for Bonnet. I could not imagine him not giving it to Bonnet to tie this game up. But, hey, you're on the road. Not sure if that really makes a factor in high school football. But depending on what they get here, this is huge right here. We're in the quarterfinals, baby. 24-21. Let's see what happens here on this play. From the seventh, third down, Thompson is going to be a quick header. Still on his feet, makes one man miss, and be bottled up. At the eight-yard line, good job by Paletti and company. Cantwell was in it on the play. Clock is ticking, 40 seconds. They're going to send the field goal unit on. They're going to send the field goal. They have no timeouts. Here we go, Bonnie's in huge. the kick it. This he, <laughs> he had the game winner last week against Unionville. He needs this one. The crowd's coming alive. Here in Crozier Keystone Stadium, 24 seconds, kick is up, the kick is good. Westchester East ties it with 19 seconds left in this one. Bonnet, man, back-to-back weeks. This time he ties it. Last week he won it. We're 19 seconds from an overtime game in the quarterfinals of the PIAA 5A. And this is, whew, what a game it has been in this second half, all game long. Marble Newtown does have one timeout remaining if they choose to use it. They do have an arm in Paoletti that is huge. There is a penalty against Westchester East. They did get into the end zone. It was called back because of holding. That was the difference. Marble Newtown's defense holds Westchester East to only three. Now, 19 seconds ago, depend. Let's see what the Tigers decide to do here. They're content going into overtime. I think it all depends on the kick return. It depends on the kick return because if you get a squib kick and get decent field position, you possibly set up something else. So all Marple Newtown's kick returners are almost at midfield as Bonnets prepared to kick this one as they just tied it up at 24 apiece. You have to give so much credit to East. Down by 10 in the fourth. 
with seven minutes to go and to come back to tie this one up. Truly remarkable. Both these teams belong here, and they're trying to advance to play, I believe, Academy Park next week. Academy Park, I believe, won already. Bonnet is going to kick this one. It's going to be a high boot, and it's going to be a flag on the play. I believe there was offsides on the kickoff team, Eric. Yeah, it should be offsides on um, East, just like in the first half. Marple actually got one of them. We're seeing possibly our second one of the night. Now, this is big because of the way they were kicking it off. Now, do they kick it? uh, Again, you got to watch kicking it deep here because you cannot let Christiana or Weathers return this one. So, interesting what you did. I just said, now you're five guards back. I believe they probably try to do the same thing. A little blooper kick, and uh, man, we'll see what happens. All depends on this return if Coach, Coach Gicken wants to ha- keep his offense on there to try to march downfield. Bonnet from the 35. Back to return is Weathers and Christiana. He does a squib kick right to Weathers. It hits him, and it's going to be returnable from about the 12. He's going to come to the near side, get to the sideline, and he stay on his feet and be knocked out of bounds. And you're going to see the ball spot at the 26. Marple Newtown has... 12.4 seconds remaining. We'll see if you see a heave or not. Why not? I mean, it's worked twice to Mathis. I think you heave this one to Mathis. And it all depends on the def- defense they, they run here, uh, Rochester East. They do have one timeout remaining. Ball spotted on the 27th. That's where they officially mark it. What you don't want is your field goal. If you happen to get in field goal range, have them attempt some long field goal because... You know, that can always be blocked. So we'll see what the Tigers decide to do here. 12 seconds to go. Four wide receivers. It's a handoff to Marlon Weathers up the gut, and he is just going to be tackled down at the 35, and they're going to allow this to go into overtime. This quarterfinal is going into overtime here in Crozier Keystone Stadium. Coach Gicken wanted more time on the clock, and they're going to get it because he got the first down. Yeah, they're going to put some more time on the clock. They're going to put three seconds on the clock, possibly for a he for Paoletti. He's going to have to get into the end zone, though, because that timeout now is irrelevant. And if you're Westchester East, you're telling get back, bat it down, do not let anything. But to tell you the truth, Paoletti has a good arm. I don't know if he has a 65-yard arm. Um, Hook and re- ladder. Regardless, you, yeah, you don't need it all here. You know, you just get in a position where you can catch the ball and, you know, maybe one of your guys can do something with it. Ball's going to be officially spotted at the 36-yard line. Both these teams have come ready to play tonight. Both have had mistakes, turnover battle, as well as many penalties. But right now we are tied up 24-24, Dave. And one last play before the end of regulation. Three seconds remaining. Oh, Westchester East secondary is going to be towards the end zone. They're pushing them all back. They're all going towards the 40-yard line. As Paoletti's in the pistol, it looks like they're going to run it to only two wide receivers. Now he's looking. Good protection up front, and he's just going to heave it intended for Cameron Mathis. Incomplete. And now we officially head into overtime here in Grocer Keystone Stadium. Why not? Here we go. 24 apiece. Stay tuned. We have a good one on our hands. 
You are listening to Marble Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. If you suffer from back or neck pain, injury or headaches, then Dr. Tom Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center are here to help. Dr. Graziano and the Advanced Chiropractic Center have been serving Delaware County residents for over 15 years. They take a gentle approach and utilize current techniques to help manage your pain. To address your back and neck-related pain or injuries, call the Advanced Chiropractic Center today at 610-356-2300 or visit drtomgraziano.com and tell them the Tigers Radio Network sent you. Zenith Public Adjusters proudly supports the Marple Newtown Football Tigers, Coach Kicking, and his staff. Zenith Public Adjusters ask, if you feel you may have property damage to your home or business, to allow us an opportunity to review your coverage and consult on the full extent of your damages. All consultations are at no cost. Zenith Public Adjusters remains immensely grateful to all of our existing and past customers. Customer referrals make up over 95% of our client base. When disaster strikes, call morning, noon, or night. Zenith Public Adjusters are open and ready for your call. Call 610-359-8454 for more details. Once again, that is 610-359-8454. Welcome back. It's 24 apiece. We head into overtime. Our first overtime game, Steve, this season. Yeah, this is the first one under Coach Gicking. And uh, we haven't seen an overtime game in a while. The only thing that comes to mind was that overtime game with Strathaven a couple of years ago. And Abel Hoff scored uh, along yeah, the near pile. 2013, Coach Ray Johnson's last season here at Marple Newtown. And we are heading into overtime here, Dave. The captains go... For another coin toss, Anthony Paoletti, Carmen Christiana, Cameron Mathis, and Luke Lazowicki. For the bit for Westchester East, it's Cooper, Thompson, Saloom, and Erfel. Now I believe it's first first score ends it, correct? Uh, no, both teams will have a chance to uh, possess it. So it's okay. just like college rules, but it's at the ten yard line instead of the twenty five. So. The first team gets it, and they score. Second team has a chance to score if they don't game over. If the first team gets it, don't score. Second team scores, the game's over. So both teams it's not have, like NFL then. No, both teams have to possess it at least once, no matter field goal or touchdown. Okay. Eric, you're along the sidelines. What was Coach Gicking telling? Because everybody was huddled up. What's that, Dave? I'm sorry. They're all huddled up with Coach Gicking. What did he say? He's just telling them this is it, boys and girls, you know. this uh, Boys and girls, what am I saying here? This is it, boys. You know, this is it. you got to make a play here from the 10-yard line. Let's win this game here today. Eric's a little bit busy. He's been in school all week. As Marble Newtown's going to come out. And they're going to, I believe, be on this side of the field. On the, near, on the east side of the field. Yeah, for the entire overtime. Offense is going to come out first for the Tigers. Ball is going to be spotted at the 10, like Steve said. Time is irrelevant. It's all about getting into the end zone now. This crowd is fired up. Now, if you're coach kicking, you really haven't been able to get the running game going, Steve. 
Steve pumped. I'm well, pumped. You're at the 10-yard line, so anything's up here. Marvin Newtown will possess first, so they need, need, need to score. Just because, you know, if you don't, the other team has a chip shot field goal. 24 apiece. Overtime rules. Pistol formation. Now make it shotgun for Paoletti. Weathers goes in motion and is faking a jet sweep. He's going to make keeper by Paoletti. Why not? He's the captain. Fumbles the ball. Recovers it. And he's going to be in for a Marple Newtown touchdown. Ten yards out. He did fumble. Able to recover that ball and find his way. Now, Steve, do they kick extra points? Yeah, you got to kick an extra point here. Uh, they're going to send out Thelma. This is this is this is dangerous. I mean, you, you missed one. It wasn't because of Thelma. It was a bad snap. But you got to get the snap down. You got to get a field goal through those uprights. So in the kick is Riley Thelman. With the hold is Carmen Christiana. They fake the jet sweep. Paletti kept it and was able to get into the end zone. Clean snap. Kick is good. So here we go. Marple Newtown gets the touchdown and the extra point. It's 31-24. Now we flip sides. Westchester East will get the ball. They need a touchdown and an extra point to tie, or they go for two in the win. Yep, and it'd be interesting to see. Well, let's see if they first can score, and then what do you do from there? That's all up to the head coach, Dave Guerrero. But right now, the Marple Newtown defense has to be licking their chops. Seven-point lead. All the pressure right now is on Westchester East. you got to stop them if you want to advance to the semifinals against Academy Park. Ball's on the 10. Thompson, shotgun formation. On his left tip is Cooper. He's going to fake it to Cooper, and it's going to be incomplete. Attended for the wide receiver on the far side. So they go fake hand off the Cooper. They try to throw the slant just behind him. Good coverage there by Mathis. And that ball skips, hits the ground. Second down and 10. Or goal, since we're at the 10 yards. So second down and goal now. And 10 in for Gray on the play. Three more downs for the Vikings. Thompson comes out. Cooper's on his left hip. Four wide receivers. On the near side is Carroll. Now Cooper moves on his right hip. He looks to his right. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is going to be incomplete. We had to wait for the official signal. Carol Doford in the back of the end zone. I think everybody's heart stopped in Kershaw Keystone Stadium. The, the ref was right on top of it, so I'm pretty sure it was the right call. I mean, again, no replays. You, you don't know, but you don't want teams to be cheated out of a win, especially in this situation. But that referee was right, right on top of it. So I believe it was the right call. He waited to see if he gained possession as he rolled out of bounds. He did not. Incomplete. Third down and goal. On that play, it was intended for Higgins. Excuse me. Third down and goal from the 10. Thompson. He's going to look to his right. And it's going to be blocked. Nearly intercepted by Cooper Moss. We have... Fourth down and goal. Everybody's on their feet. Oh, this is this is what you play for. This is this is all the weight room work you put in, the seven on sevens, the sweat drooling camps you go through in August. It pays off right here. Who wants it more? Fourth and goal. 
season on the line, a trip to Academy Park on the line for the semifinals. Shotgun formation, trips on the near side, Westchester East. Last play, he's going to look to his right, and there's a flag. This is going to be a false start against Westchester East. They're going to have to throw it from the 15 now. So they have more real estate, Steve. Yep, sometimes that can help you. I mean, when it's when it's condensed, it's hard to throw the ball. You can tell this ball is going into the end zone. This Tiger defense, as I said, have only allowed four and a half points a game this season, have allowed most points so far, 24 tonight of the season. And Coach Guerrero with a necessary timeout here. You get one per timeout. They don't carry over, but it's fourth down and 15, Dave. Now, I think this game was worth the price of admission, Steve, because you've seen overtime, you've seen turnovers, you've seen long passes. You have seen everything almost in this game. I mean, it's been remarkable, absolutely remarkable, this game by both teams. I mean, it's a shame who's ever on the losing end of this game because they laid their hearts out on the line tonight, and both coaches have to be proud. But right now, here we go, fourth and game. Fourth down and goal from the 15. Last play. Thompson. Tigers bring it. It's just a heave to the end zone. And it is going to be intercepted by Dash Bulgarian. That will do it. Marple Newtown advances to the semifinal. It was a fade to the corner. Bulgarian was able to grab it. That will do it. Wow. Dash Bulgarian does it. He picks it off in the end zone, and Marple Newtown regains possession. Game over. The Tigers advance to the semifinals. There's a flag down. Oh, wait. Eric, what happened? Roughing the passer of Marple Newtown. Roughing the passer against Marple Newtown. I did not see the flag. No one saw the flag here. Oh, my. Wow. Well, you don't get a first down, so it's going to be... It's going to be half the distance. Okay, Marble, half the distance. Marble Newtown's entire team just ran onto the field thinking they won. Rightfully so. Yeah, they did not know. I did not see a flag. I guess all our attention was in the end zone. But, again, yeah, it's going to be half the distance. First down and goal now at the five. Wow, this is amazing. Did not see the play. Everybody just... In well, actually, it's, going be, it's going to be at the seven and a half yard line. So it's a, it, even though it's a fifteen yard penalty from the fifteen, it's half the distance. S- fourth down and goal from the set from the seven and a half yard line. First down and goal, Steve. Oh, first down. I'm sorry. Thompson gives it to Cooper, and Cooper's going to be met after a gain of two. They're going for the strip. They're going to be down at the five. And this team has to regain their composure here because you just went from thinking you won the game to. You have to now, try and force a turnover. Yeah, I mean, whew, what a ball game. So it's going to be second and goal from the five. Coach Gicking still wanting an explanation on the call. I, yeah, we didn't see it up here. That's something you're going to have to see on film. Exactly. Shotgun formation, Cooper's the lone back. Thompson's going to roll to his left. It's going to be a shovel pass. And he's going to be met at the line of scrimmage. Still short. He's about a yard or two short. It's going to be third down and goal. This is right where Westchester East wants him, though. Short yardage because you got the back leg Cooper. 
And if I'm, if I'm them, I'm running this ball twice. Third down and goal from about the three-yard line. Yeah, I think all the big fellas are in on this package. Actually, that might be from the two-yard line. From the two, third down and goal. Marble Newtown, it's going to crowd the line of scrimmage. Cooper will lose one tackler and dives into the end zone. They need an extra point to tie it up, or they're going to go for two. Looks like they're going to send in the kicking unit. But Marble Newtown, again, they have to regain their confidence. Bonnet in the kick, the extra point. He needs to make this in order to send it to double overtime. Player runs onto the field late. Marple Newtown's got to go for the block. Kick is up. The kick is good. We're into double overtime. Now, Steve, do you flip? Does Westchester East now begin? Westchester East will now take the ball to start off second overtime, 31-31. to 31. And We thought this game was over, but a late flag comes down, roughing the passer, and that's why we have 31-31. to 31. But if you're Marple Newtown, you got to regather. you got to reman and try to get that last play out of your head. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Again, we didn't see what happened, so we don't know if it was a good because call Because everybody was looking at the ball exactly. that was going towards regardless, the end Regardless if we saw it and if it was a good call or not. It was called. It's tied 31-31. Move on. You're on defense. And now you're in, the, you're in a tough situation here because, you know, if they score down, then all the pressure's on you. So momentum's going towards Westchester East. They will get first down and goal from the 10. We are now in double overtime in Crozier Keystone Stadium. Everybody's on their feet. Cooper's along Thompson's right hip, and it's going to go to him. And Tiger's just exhausted because he just walked into the end zone. Yeah, he goes right up the middle. Again, you said they are exhausted. So, again, you're facing adversity. You have to come back from it here. This is a big point right here, a huge, huge extra point. The crack game running onto the field is Mathis exits. Marple Newtown's going to try and block a bonnet extra point. Here we go. Clean snap. The kick is up, and it is blocked. It is blocked. And that's no big. good. So Marple Newtown s- stops it. They block the extra point. It's 37-31. They have new life. They score here. They tie it up. An extra point wins it. Yeah, you, you got to score here. Yeah, great job. You block the extra point, but you got to score a touchdown and get the extra point. So, um, what a remarkable game. I was at the Thanksgiving game last year, Upper Darby Haverford. I said that was the best football game I've ever been a part of. I think this one tops it. We're in double overtime here. Marple Newtown has a chance to score here and win it with an extra point. They have four downs to do so. Ball's going to be spotted at the 10. Paletti's going to come out. 
Both teams, you have to think. A lot of these players play both ways. But it's the fourth quarter. This is what you train for in August, like our man Greg Pecco says in the intro. This is what you train for. These moments like these. Paletti, shotgun. And it's going to be a timeout by Westchester East. They do get one. They burn it now. So they saw what Coach Gicken was going to do. That's what they did last time, Steve. They ran that option play with Weathers coming along the side. Yeah, there was a fake jet and then keeper by number three, the quarterback, Anthony Paoletti, for the touchdown, where he fumbled it and bounced back into his basket for it to cross the goal line. That was in the first overtime, and then Westchester East was able to answer it after roughing the pass on a fourth and goal. And then they just scored here on a running play by Cooper, but missed the extra point, which is key, because Marble can win now with a touchdown and an extra point. But first, they need to score. And this place is rocking here at Marple Newtown. Both ends, Westchester East and the Marple fans are going crazy. We hope you are enjoying it at home, whether in the town of Westchester or Back here in Marple Newtown, wherever you are listening to this game, it is a good one. 37-31, Westchester East leads. Double overtime. Paletti, shotgun. Weathers goes in motion. It's going to be a fake jet sweep. Once again, Paletti lowers his shoulder, and he's about got a yard, if that. Yep, good job there. They run that same play, fake jet, and Paletti is hobbling. This is not a good sign. Paletti's limping. We'll see if Coach Gicking elects to use that timeout to try and get him some attention. He's a warrior. He's going to stay in the game. Second down and goal from the nine. I mean, he, can, he can't walk on that foot. This is an incredible effort by Anthony Paletti to even be in this game. Two wide receivers. Christiana goes in motion. That's where it's going to go, and he's going to throw it. He's going to throw it, and it's going to be caught. It's going to be caught. Cameron Cameron Mathis catches it. It was a lateral to Carmen Christiana, who threw it to the end zone. Paoletti is down. Anthony Paoletti is a warrior. This is an outstanding performance. If you're not here, this kid can barely walk. He has in one leg. This is this is Byron Leftwich Leftwich X. I mean, for all those Eagles fans, this is like McNabb coming back out with the broken leg. This is unbelievable. I cannot, and he's down on that field. I hope he is all right because he can barely walk. The players down on the field. An extra point will win this game. We're going to step aside until he's all cleared out. You're listening to Marple Newtown Football and Tigers Radio Network. Berman's Medical Supplies specializes in urological supplies, including catheters. Berman's offers top-of-the-line products with discreet delivery. We deliver same-day to local residences and guarantee overnight shipping to anyone living outside of our delivery area. Our patient-centered customer service has established Berman's as one of the region's premier providers of urological supplies. For the medical supplies you need, when you need them, call toll-free at 844-800-5777. Welcome back. Paoletti is helped off the field, but an extra point will send Marple Newtown to the semifinal. It is gridlocked at 37 and apiece. This is important. He has to hit. If he does, this goes in the third overtime, and I don't think your starting quarterback is coming back out onto the field. So this is huge right now. They are going for a block. 
has to be a clean snap, a clean hold, and a clean kick for Marple Newtown to advance. Philman, clean snap, kick is up, the kick is good, is official now. Marple Newtown will be going to the semifinal. They win this game 38-37. What a game, double overtime. As the fans rush the field. I know Coach Dickens is probably not happy about this. He want, you know, it's another game. You, know, you have a lot to go, but it, nothing he can stop here. He wants his players, he's yelling for his players to get to the 50, shake hands. This is only one step in the right direction. We still have a lot of football to play. Get out of this. Uh, no need for this right here. But, I mean, as a kid, as a high school player, what a game to be a part of. Marpa Newtown finishes this game in double overtime, 38-37 to on the leg of Dryley Filman or... I mean, what, what a remarkable game, but you got to give a lot of credit to Westchester East, Dave Guerrero, and that football team on a heck of a season. They might have finished 5-7, and seven, but that record does not indicate the type of team that they are over there. That is a heck of a team. They should hold their heads up high, and they played a hell of a game tonight. Great job to Coach Guerrero and the Vikings. Marple Newtown advances to the semifinals against Academy Park, Dave. Eric, what a performance. You've seen everything. You saw double overtime. What a performance by both teams. Just amazing. I mean, I, I like to piggyback off of what Steve said. Just a heck of a performance by Dave Guerrero and his troops from Westchester East. What a comeback they had. But in, in the end, we saw the toughness of Anthony Paoletti and the arm of Carmen Christiana making two plays with his arm tonight. And it's nice to see Carmen come back from some adversity in the first half with some of the turnovers. So what a win. One of the best games that I've ever been a part of. Let's go home and get some warmth. What do you say, boys? <laughs> We're a little toasty up in the booth ourselves, but what a job overall because the, the game-winning catch appropriate was Cameron Mathis. Cameron Mathis had spectacular plays all game. First half, second half, and then finally in the corner of the end zone, catching it by Carmen Christiana. What a performance as Philman was able to come back, redeem himself after missing the initial extra point. That was, well, it's not technically his fault. It was a bobbled snap, but that was the difference in the game. Yep, great effort by Marple Newtown. Cameron Mathis has to be the player of this game, but... Credit goes to this entire Marple Newtown defense to keep their composure and finish it off. What a victory. Time to go back to film room tomorrow and get ready for Academy Park. Marble Newtown will go to Academy Park next week in the semifinal. The 11th win in Marble Newtown's season is a program record. They go to 11-1. and one. What a job by everybody involved. Last words, Larry? Great team win right there. You got your starting quarterback that goes down on the final play, final offensive play of the game. And this team just stepped up in overtime. You saw some adversity there with the penalty. But this team recovered and went on to come back and win this one. Absolutely. Next week, the Marple Newtown Tigers will travel to Sharon Hill for the semifinal round of the PIAA District 1 playoffs on the campus of Sher uh, excuse me, Academy Park High School. The Tigers' opponent will be the Academy Park Knights. Live coverage of that game will be provided by the Tigers Radio Network and heard exclusively on MarpleNewtownFootball.com starting at 6.30 p.m. tentatively. You can read more about this game and get coverage throughout the entire 2016 season and listen to an archive of this 
or any of our broadcasts at MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Follow us on Twitter at MNTigers and at MNAthletics and on Instagram at MNTigers. Color commentator Steve Reynolds, sideline reporter Eric DePentima, engineer Larry O'Connor, co-executive producer Greg Pecco, head football coach, senior students and athletic director Chris Gicking, game clock operator Craig McKinley, spotter in the booth Josh Starr, social media tonight courtesy of Bob Herbin, statistician Eric Kelling, legal services provided by Phil Press, Esquire of Norristown, Pennsylvania, executive producer Jim Olsman, I'm Dave DePascal for the entire broadcast crew. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network, heard exclusively on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. This presentation of the Tigers Radio Network has been brought to you by the Philly Pretzel Factory, Advanced Chiropractic Center, Anthony's at Paxson, DZO Mechanical, the Marble Newtown Football Alumni Association, Gillen and Associates Law Firm, Barnaby's of Havertown, Home and Business Adjustment Company, Brynmar Glass, and Zenith Public Adjusters. Be sure to follow us online at MarbleNewtownFootball.com and on Twitter and Instagram at MNTigers. The Tigers Radio Network broadcasts, both live and archived, are the exclusive property of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated and are produced for the private use of our listening audience. No rebroadcast, in full or in part, is permitted without the express written consent of the Tigers Radio Network Incorporated. The Marble Newtown Football Boosters Club and the Tigers Radio Network appreciate your listenership. Go Tigers!